0: This is the Tame Aperture Podcast. Open the pod bay doors, pal. I'm sorry, Dave.
1: I'm afraid I can't do that.
2: Welcome to the Tame Aperture Podcast, where we discuss movies from first-time directors, indie films, art house, and much, much more. Today on the podcast, we dive deep into the 1971 directorial debut... Play Misty For Me from Hollywood icon Clint Eastwood, starring Clint Eastwood, Jessica Walter, and Donna Mills. A brief fling between disc jockey Dave Garver and obsessed female fan Evelyn Draper takes a frightening and perhaps even deadly turn when a former girlfriend, Toby Williams, enters the picture. Play Misty For Me premiered in October 1971 at the San Francisco Film Festival and was widely released in November. It was a financial success, grossing $10.6 million at the box office against a budget of only $950,000. i am Gabe Vienendahl, filmmaker, film instructor, and movie enthusiast, and along with me is Alan Martindale, veteran podcaster and editor. And back from the dead, we have Brandon Richardson, owner-producer at Glamati Road Pictures.
0: Thank you. To be ba- I'm glad to be back from the dead. It's good to have you.
2: You're alive. Where yep. are you been? You're alive.
0: Ironically, the whole month you guys were doing horror pictures, I was working on a B-movie horror picture.
2: There you go. And that sounds like fun.
0: It was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. I would never worked on a horror picture before, and we, we had a lot of fun.
2: What can you tell us about it without divulging too much?
0: Well, the title is either Stay Out of the Attic or Stay Out of the Fucking Attic, depending on which call sheet you looked oh, at. Oh,
2: God, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'll be,
0: um, be,
1: give me a ticket to the premiere. It's done. I'll
0: be first in line. It's done.
2: <laughs> see, we were originally, the whole month of October, we were introducing Alan as a veteran podcaster, horror film fanatic. Yeah. But we're now changing it because horror month is over, and now it's editor, his profession. Nice. But I'm gonna here you up. got, he's already jonesing Seriously. to go see this horror film. Well, let me read you
0: the synopsis. I'll, I have got an official Give synopsis. Give us a quick read we, of I'll it, and then we'll get into the, the, real,
2: the real breakdown.
0: Let's here. see, uh, let's see, yeah. Uh, uh yeah, we we had a lot of fun. It was starring a uh, local um uh film veteran actor Michael Flynn. Uh he's been in a lot of local stuff um and you'd know him most likely by by face. Um and uh so he's the lead. He's he's the main villain. Oh, okay. He's he's the main villain. So yeah, he's the main villain. And then um also You're looking up his picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll recognize him. I recognize him. Um, And then also starring Ryan Francis, who played his kind of his big break into film was he played a young Peter Pan in Steven Spielberg's Hook in 1992, I believe.
2: Really really nice guy.
0: Okay, here's the synopsis: Stay out of the fucking attic. We'll use the right the right title. The past is never dead it isn't even packed a diverse group a diverse group of ex-cons turned movers are convinced by their creepy client vern muller to pull an all-nighter for a generous pump bait for a generous pay bump as the night progresses and rooms are cleared they slowly uncover the horrors that exist inside this his old victorian mansion which include booby traps human experiment human experimentation nazi monsters and more Will they survive the night?
1: Nazi monsters. Nazi monsters. Yes. Oh, I'm, dude, I'm there. You're, I'm Alan, there. Alan's in. Seriously.
0: There's I'm the. Ar- I'm already sold. I yeah. love it.
2: Let's we, love it. It was a lot of fun. Let me see. Oh, sorry. I like that picture.
0: Yeah, we fun. had we had a lot of fun.
2: Well, welcome back. Thank you. Now we're not doing horror month anymore.
0: You missed well, it. That, but, was, that was the bookend. <laughs>
2: that was the <but, laughs> bookend. Yep, exactly. But uh, this movie we're going to talk about today. Still has some elements of, of horror. You could classify it, not in horror, but there's a Sus- thriller element sure. to it. Suspense. And uh, there's definitely a monster in there, and we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're, you know, the reason I... Let me let me set it up this way, which is... if Have either of you seen this film before? No. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, okay. either of us. Either this is why I set it up this way. So, we're getting back to our roots... Mm-hmm. The traditional roots, at least initially when we started the podcast, were first time film directors. Yep. And I thought it'd be fun to take a film from somebody that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody, Clint Eastwood, of course, starting his career as a, as a huge actor and growing into be a huge actor. And then also eventually moving into directorial, you know, directing features. And, and so this was his first one. I thought it'd be kind of fun to see where his roots began as a director. And so we chose uh, Play Misty for me.
1: I had no idea that his, de- his directorial debut came this far back in the past. I was kind of surprised, I too. I thought it was a more recent—not recent, but I thought it was in the last 20 years like or Like, so. 90s yeah, kind exactly. of situation. yeah that's yeah. kind of what I thought, too. I had too. no idea that it goes back to the 70s.
2: Well, he always had ambition to direct. And if you look him up and do some of the research that you can find online, his, one of his main drives after acting for so long— was always to get into a position where he could put his own projects together. And that was always one of his kind of aspirations. Didn't he own the so,
0: production company that produced this film? Yeah, so okay.
2: he he ended up starting a production company. And um, this was one of the initiators to that, in, inside that production company to start his first film. But he always had that that bug. Yeah, And um, what he said was, when I was doing some research was he was, what he would do is, as he was an actor coming up over the last 20 years before this on in TV. And then of course the famous spaghetti Westerns uh, of Sergio Leone. But as, as he was an actor, he would always study on set. So a lot of times when you're on set and you guys know this, but when you're on set, actors go back to their own little space, whether it be a trailer or somewhere outside of where everybody else is. And he had mentioned that one of the things he learned early on was that He would just stick around and he would observe what people did while they were setting up lights, Mm. while the gaffers were out putting things up. He'd ask them what they called it. You know, what's an HMI? Mm. What's this thing? How do you do the sound this way? And he would, he's like, that was my film school. And I wasn't interested in going back and sitting around rehearsing lines because I had put in enough work already that I've already rehearsed the lines and I knew them pretty well. And so I just, I would just study the set. And he's like, after so long of that, after 20, you know, 20 years of that, I was ready to go put my own project together.
3: Hmm. And so
2: that's kind of the inception of This, and now you look at the movies he's done now, if we jump forward a little bit, like some really great movies, you know, over the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years,
0: million dollar baby, Gran Torino, right. Better but
2: this is where it starts. It all starts with play Misty for me, 1971. So. Never heard of it. Either you hadn't even heard of it or, or watched nope. it. Give nope. me, and we'll get into these, and we'll walk through the film. We'll, we'll kind of walk through the scenes and talk about the performances and the actors and the characters. We'll, we'll analytically break it down. Alan, give me, not your, your rating yet, but that's too early. Okay. Give me that first impression when you watch the movie.
1: Um, well, first of all, I, I, I got to say, I'm not a big fan of Clint Eastwood-directed movies and it's not because i think technically they're phenomenal and they're yeah. they're legitimately good movies but they're so goddamn depressing <laughs> that i i seriously i have a hard time with it it's like ever since i saw i think it was mystic river that was mm-hmm. like and i saw a couple more and i'm like i can, i'm done i can't i can't do it
2: mystic river is one you walk away from just feeling really shitty
1: because it sets it up as if it's going to be a really good like come up and there's gonna be justice. It's gonna be a satisfying ending, and it's not at all. And I was just like, "That's I can't do it. I can't do it, man." Like it's they're just they're too depressing, and that's saying something for a horror fanatic like me. But it's too realistic. They're too well made, almost, for me to really enjoy the films for what they are.
2: And see, and and not to to get off tangent, but I love Mystic River for that reason. As a parent, it hits hard. Yeah real hard yeah and the acting in that movie is oh, it's insane the cast is the cast is incredible he's always been able to pull in this and and this is one thing that stood out to me re, uh, re-watching this film because I hadn't seen it I had seen it years ago studying film at the university mm-hmm. and I think it was recommended to me by one of my professors for some reason not, I don't remember what it was and I remember watching it going that was really a shitty movie <laughs> So you forced us to watch it. And then... Well, no, here's... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I was like, you guys should watch this movie, man. Clint Eastwood's first film. But then I rewatched it, and my whole position's changed on it. And there's still things that I don't love about it, and we'll get into those. But the position that I had before... It's funny how you grow and you you see things differently as you kind of just mature as Mm. a person and as a filmmaker. But... um, So initially... Not a, going into this film for you, like not a big fan of Clint Eastwood and mm. his, his directing style and some right. of the things that he's done in, 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 the, in more recent, more yeah. recent times. And,
1: and it's certainly changed since since back and in, in back in the day in this debut. like it's, yeah. it's a much different movie than from him than you would see nowadays, but oh, for sure. it was uh, I didn't know what it was about. I, I watched the trailer and I kind of got the gist of it. and it was okay. it was okay. Like it's, I, I can see, you know, why people could enjoy it, but I can also see why people might think the total opposite of it. Yeah. There's okay. some moments in there. I'm like, oh my God.
2: Well, I'm interested to get into some of that and break it down and kind of get a, a more, a more detailed opinion from you. Jump it over to Brandon and ask you about the film. Those initial kind of got Alan's perspective initially as we set it up, as we go into this analysis, where are you sitting and what was the first impression of the film?
0: Well I did not watch the trailer. I decided to just do just naked, just straight up. That was you know? probably the smart move. Um but I guess the kind of the overall impression of the film, it's it's I guess I didn't really see the point of it. Like what was he was trying to say with it really necessarily. However, you know, the the pacing and and was, was on point and uh you know, we'll get into the acting and stuff like it from the overall impression of like of a movie from 1971. There's certainly worse movies that came out of 1971, (laughs) much worse. Um, But uh, I mean, uh, cinematically it was great. It was great. You know, I mean, there was a lot of big sweeping vistas and I, kind of like those big, you know, opening helicopter shots and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean,
2: what's your, what's your stance on Eastwood?
0: My stance on Eastwood.
2: Directorially
0: directorially not Um,
2: just in this film but if we do a
0: a... I mean I can see where he was kind of getting as Alan mentioned kind of getting his roots and and kind of feeling those out and you know kind of feeling I mean it's it's got to be difficult to direct yourself in a film and 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 not be able to I mean especially since he's so predominantly in the film I mean he's in nearly every scene that, that I can think of um maybe near the end of couples, but, uh, I mean, not really a technically challenging movie to make. Um, you know, pretty much all the same locations, not a lot of, you know, that sort of thing. I think a lot of it was just trying to set up, uh, really just trying to get a phenomenal performance out of Jessica, to be honest. I th- I thought she killed it, but I mean, that might be attributed just to her natural acting ability or,
1: yeah, f- but, as far as like a your, your first film, it's it's a fairly simple, like only a couple setups. Yeah, right? I mean more than a couple, couple locations, couple characters, and that's about
2: it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not not really a difficult, technically difficult film right. to, to pull off.
2: But do you um, like Eastwood?
0: Do I like Eastwood?
2: Alan's um, come out right out the gate just saying I don't like him, which is good because I like that. I've I've liked that stance. I've liked
0: a couple of films he's done, like more Name than others. One. I did like Million Dollar Baby.
1: Okay. So depressing. It is depressing. So depressing. So, I, but, I mean, any, any movie you're going to mention in the last, like, 10 years from here, I'm just going to say that because, oh, so depressing.
2: And, this, and and really, this film, if you're looking at it from a certain vantage point, it's, it's kind of sad, too. It's not really mm. a, a film that... It's not on the same level as those ones you're mentioning, like Mystic right. River, in terms of the layers that you get into that are dark. Mm-hmm. But this film also is not a happy film no, by any means. Despite it, the
1: music that's playing constantly throughout, and it. that's a,
2: let's <laughs> let's get into that real quick. So we'll 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 jump into it from the from the opening uh, the opening scene. Uh, there's some music playing. It's him basically driving a car through Carmel in California down Pacific Coast Highway. It's these beautiful vista shots, aerials, and they're really actually quite nice. They're just kind of. And the music and the tone, and I have to say the font type, the lettering of the movie type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah felt that like a saw Bass bright type Bright green. Theme, immediately just, yeah. felt like a 1970s film, which it should, mm-hmm. and also felt like it had an upbeat tone to it I right thought i was getting into a
0: comedy a to be raw. honest
2: yeah it kind of felt like it again yeah.
0: watching this film completely without knowing anything about it
2: especially in those opening credits oh yeah
0: yeah i was ready for like the love bug and there's you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how a, a font type will throw you off oh uh, absolutely well Do that you know mixed I
0: mean? with the, with the opening
1: music and and the he's bebopping his way down this gorgeous coast and he's he lives on a
0: house overlooking the ocean i mean it doesn't it is dark, though. I, I I will say that. I mean, there's not a lot of bright scenes in the movie. Even like the, I, I mean, when it comes up to him on the porch, he's pretty much he's pretty shrouded in, in right. darkness. I mean, for a opening for sure. bright you know scene. And I scene.
2: did I did jump the gun because really before he gets in the car and starts driving down Pacific Coast Highway, there's an aerial shot that pushes into him. Yeah. On the por- the back porch, porch of, of his his girlfriend's house, mm-hmm. uh, which is. A foreshadow to the end of the film mm-hmm. too yeah and what's going to transpire at that exact spot he's actually looking for this girlfriend he's kind of she's actually been vacant or left for a number of months and he's now coming back trying to find her and track her down and he's unsuccessful then he gets in the car and starts starts driving around the town in in this small yeah. little place up in Northern California so Uh, yeah, but it is, it's relatively dark. It's not like, even though it's filmed outside and there's shots that are, you know, during the day and things like that, it's not, they film it in a way that's, that's toned down a little bit and there's a little bit of contrast to it. Maybe you didn't
0: know how to use the F-stop then because everything's, because everything was at least like an 11. It was, it was all. uh, His film goes to 11.
2: (laughs) So, so he gets, so he's looking for that and that sets up the real part of the story, which is like him searching for this girlfriend. And then he doesn't find her, he's unsuccessful, and he ends up getting around there. It, it's discovered that, that Dave, played by Clint Eastwood, is a, uh, a local DJ. And he's a local DJ for the, jazz, the local uh, jazz station, right? So um, he, he's, he's already, he's kind of, it, for me, and this is one thing I had a hard time with in the movie, is... One thing that's interesting about Clint Eastwood is, like, he's always Clint Eastwood.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No matter what. And
2: what I mean by that is, no matter what the role...
0: Sorry. He's got that stare. It's just that stare. Just the like look. Just that...
2: Yeah. There's not You're a whole lot of... You're pissing me
0: off. Constantly. Yeah. Like, he's constantly yeah. pissed off.
2: <laughs> There's not a whole lot of range in the emotion. No.
1: No, there isn't. His character. <laughs> I just kept thinking Dirty Harry the whole time. Right. <laughs> it's just The whole time. I'm like, this is Dirty Harry. He's, he's playing and, Dirty Harry.
2: Filmed and released in close proximity to this film. Right. I'm not sure movie. which one came out first. But... I can't remember which one came out first, but they're right next to each other. Right.
0: I, I think Dirty Harry was first. Because I think that might have given him a little bit of clout in order to get this in the director's Could've, seat. That'd be my guess. That'd be my guess. Yeah. So. Anyway. Alan's on it. I'm looking. I'm
2: yeah, looking it up. I mean, I don't know which one came out first, but the I have a hard time already going. I had a hard time. It's funny because you can pigeonhole and stereotype actors, of course. Sure. I had a hard time getting past the fact that he was a DJ.
1: <laughs> See, I, 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 really. I mean, I'm, I'm big into radio and podcasting and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, so I kind of like that because he walks in the station and he's got the, the, the uh, his, his. DJ Buddy, and that guy is just rocking it on the mic. Like he is just he's got a cadence going, he's got all the lingo going, he is just killing it. And then Clint Eastwood gets in there and he's like, All right, we're gonna uh, <laughs> we're gonna play some music now. Gonna do it's some, just hey, like, okay. some soft sultry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Make my read day. some poetry. <laughs> exactly. So You
2: didn't like that he read poetry for his for I his liked gig? It. it
1: I liked it, but it was just a stark contrast to the guy who the leading guy.
2: But he gets to the station and then it's established, like you were saying, that he's this DJ and he does. But I mean, beyond the character, I like the idea that the character is a DJ. That's cool. Kind of. That's always fun. If you look at other movies Mm. that are that have DJs or some kind of radio personality, like you can do a lot of fun with that character. For sure. But Eastwood is Eastwood. So it doesn't like you're saying it doesn't quite. Right. Right. That dude's. He's popping. He's going. The first guy, you know, his his contemporary. He hands off the mic to Eastwood, and, and then it's just like, right, bleh. exactly. The energy <laughs> just
1: sucked out of the room. Yeah. But uh, Dirty Harry and it came out after. Oh, did it? Same year. Same, oh, year. same year. So I don't know which one came out first. I got you. This one came out in October. This came out right?
2: in October. So I'm assuming that Dirty Harry would have. I would have. I would anticipate the Dirty Harry it was a summer movie. Is a summer movie. Yeah.
1: That'd be my guess. That'd be
2: my guess too. So they come out in the same year, but, but we'll get back to play Misty for me. So he's in this. He is. He just. There's something about the way that he. I, I'm not really overly interested in his character. Uh, immediately because right. because he's just so. He's kind of a douche. Straight laced, and he's kind of a. He kind of is a. He's a, total
0: douche.
1: He yeah, he's is, kind of a douche.
2: Right. <laughs> what, total what, douche. what stands out though, and makes you say that. I, I, I guess
0: I guess sort of the interaction and is just his kind of willy nilly attitude towards uh uh what's Jessica's character name again Evelyn Evelyn oh, Yep. Yeah. and towards Eve- Evelyn and kind of just oh well I'm just gonna grab a, a free screw here and you know let's whatever and I don't know well, let's just, break it down so yeah people, I mean
2: you're jumping the gun on the story let's, oh, let's sorry no I keep going
0: well no I I mean that's Part and of the, the main reasons, the yeah. We're
2: just establishing who this guy is as a character. And he doesn't really give a shit about
0: his DJ job. I'm, I'm, I'm not given that. Like It's, it's almost like a, a gateway to something else he wants to do.
2: And that actually plays into the character, because I think yeah. ultimately the character is a guy looking for something bigger. Yeah. He, he's at a small station, and it's evident throughout the story, if right. we, when we go into it, that he's looking for a bigger gig. Mm-hmm. And you're right, I think there's something there hinting and maybe you know maybe i'm not giving him enough credit maybe that was part of how he was playing the role but i just can't get past his his nonchalant approach to everything
1: oh he's the same guy in every everything he plays he's the same guy
2: yeah a little bit disgruntled right a little bit edgy um he's got some demons
1: yeah he's got some skeletons in his closet holding on to something yeah for a little squinty a little
2: squinty Uh, a little now keep in mind look Paint it however you want, because I think we're all painting it the same way. <laughs> Clint Eastwood is an icon. Oh, oh for sure. for no, sure. There's no doubt. Not just like a star, but actually when it comes to Hollywood, you can literally paint a silhouette of his figure and people would go, that's Clint Eastwood, yeah. icon. Yeah. So even though we're kind of bashing him a little bit, which is fine, because the character is what it is, like... I still say that with a little bit of humble regard to, hey, this guy is is a Hollywood icon.
0: He is a Hollywood icon.
2: But but going on, he is kind of he doesn't really not really interested in this role that he has too much because he's trying for something bigger. Mm -hmm. He he's he's looking for something bigger. He goes to the he ends up going to a a local bar, and his buddy works behind the bar, and by the way, that's director Joel Siegel. Yep. Yeah. So and he had
0: directed. Him in a few yeah, things. They had, yeah,
2: he had done a lot of things with him. And I read this interesting uh, story about how um, Clint made Joel, the bartender, do 11 takes.
0: Oh, and, yeah, and I read this too. <laughs> after the
2: 11th take, he goes, okay, guys, put film in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. They had a little... But he he was not only a, uh, someone that, that Eastwood... he they weren't just partners but actually he looked up to Joel Siegel from mm-hmm. a directorial stance and I was was I was researching had a lot of admiration for him because th- he had directed him in a lot of previous roles in a pr- previous movies but he's behind the counter he's running the bar you can tell there's he's getting free drinks say so put it on my tab that kind of stuff but it's after the show's over and he's there and he uh, he's, he sees a, a woman in the bar and this woman is Jessica Walter and her character's name is Evelyn Draper. And he they try to they kind of they kind of snag her into uh showing interest. She's there waiting for someone else. That person never showed up. She comes over eventually and starts to garner some interest in Eastwood's character. Well and this is well, the part. The game, I, what, oh, go ahead.
0: Sorry. I was gonna say with the game, like they've obviously done this game before. Yeah. It's yeah. the it's the hey, Play this game for me because I want to bang that chick over there. Yeah.
2: Game.
1: Yeah. Because
2: yeah. one thing they always, they mention, he's like, I'm freelancing. And yeah. what that means is like, he's just, he's, he's taking every chick he can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally.
1: But this is the part where I'm like, holy shit, that's Jessica Walter. Because yeah. I don't know yeah. her
2: from anything
1: other, other than, than Arrested, Arrested Development. Development and Archer. Yeah. And she's the same character in oh. that. Yeah. And so it felt a little creepy. I'm not going to lie. It felt like watching an old woman be a seductress like it was strange it was strange <laughs> because i don't i could i could only see her as lucille bluth yeah that's it
2: well i think anybody our age that's the immediate right, right uh go-to right i wonder,
0: oh. I wonder how she I'm, I'm gonna look up what hold she was when she oh, made when, this film yeah. she You're, made the movie yeah because now i know i'm curious
2: but he goes over she comes over to him they hit it off is she, do you know, what, was there any indicator that she's crazy?
0: I, I didn't see one. Again, I went into it blank. I just thought it was not till later.
1: Yeah. No. I don't, I don't know if it's, if it was the trailer or, cause the trailer didn't really explain who's crazy and what's, and what's going on. But I, to me it was like, well, she's obviously there waiting for him. Like she's the misty chick. I already, you know, that was telegraphed in. I could see that. So you know that something was a little weird. Where, you know, she's striking out. Guys are striking out all night is what the bartender said. And she comes up to him. I mean, you could tell it was going on. But as far as could you tell she's crazy? I don't think so. Don't you could th- tell she had an ulterior motive.
2: Yeah, I agree. I don't think you know she's crazy. But what's interesting now, knowing what we know, is that you know that she is indeed waiting for him. She's right. she's the one. And and one thing we neglect to mention, of course, which is pivotal, pivotal to the story, is that before he left, for the night for for after um, doing the yeah. gig she's one that always calls in mm-hmm. and says play Misty for me right and so the titular phrase yes, right exactly um so that's always we we need to, we need to make sure people are clear with that if anyone hasn't yeah. seen the film
0: she is the person, she was 30 year old person she's 30 she's 30 when she okay. made the film when the f- film came out so she probably filmed it when she was 29
2: i thought she was cute Oh, yeah. I yeah. Thought so too. I mean, it's hard to get past Bluth and Arrested it Development. Really is, it really is. And I still I see her that time. way. Yeah. And that's a great series, and she's so good in it. Oh, she's so a, good. Yeah. She's almost, the, but kind of th- the same. She's got a, She's got an existing, essence yeah. of, of, of Evelyn in there. Yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> um, not quite as crazy. Not quite. <laughs> no. Well, not quite as crazy. When you're, because we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, murdering people is another level. Well, and she's able because Lucille doesn't murder people. No, and and Lucille can't
1: mask it as well as True. Evelyn can. Yeah. Evelyn's able to Ooh, mask that's it. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
2: nice. So, they end up shacking up. Go back to, uh, go back to Dave's place, Eastwood's place. They shack up, and he thinks it's a one-time thing. He's he even, just, even makes it clear. He's pretty. Yeah. Straight forward, right out the gate. He says something to the effect of no strings, or they have a thing. Does he say? I can't remember if he actually says it. it it's something along something, those lines. Yeah. But he also
1: says, he mentions that he's hung up on a girl. That's oh, that's right. That's, right. Yeah. that's what it was. And so it's it's pretty it's pretty clear that... Was that on the first night or the second night he says it was that? The, it was the first was night. It was the first night? She, okay. she responds with saying, well, that doesn't mean we can't sleep together tonight. Yeah, oh, that's right. So it's pretty <laughs> clear right. that um, he's trying... He's trying really hard because he thinks that you know this girl that he lost is, is going to fix him and fill that hole in him. But he's trying, but he's still a womanizer.
2: He's still a womanizer, Yeah. right? They sleep together.
0: I think all DJs are.
2: And all DJs are womanizers? Oh, yeah. For sure. part of, 100%. Part of the job it's part history. of the gig. It's part of the gig. Of Maybe in the 70s. Of, yeah, I was going to say. I can think of a lot of DJs now that are not womanizers. <laughs> well,
0: womanizers wannabes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure.
2: Okay. So they sleep together. Still not entirely convinced that she's crazy at this point, right? There's no indicator, hardcore indicator that, Hey, this, this girl's insane. Right. right? Not the first night. No, she's playing it pretty normal. You're thinking, Oh, this, this Dave guy's just getting laid and it's all good. No big deal. I mean, you kind of know just based on if you read the plot or you had seen the trailer, Mm -hmm. you might start to put two and two together, but eventually you're not thinking anything too crazy the next day he's at his house. And I'm jumping through a little, some scenes here, but we'll get sure. the, through the concept of it. And she just randomly shows up with groceries.
1: <laughs> As if it's her place that she's
2: expected. He's with his yeah. buddy, um, the, the guy that he DJs with. Um, love this guy, by the way. This guy I, I love great.
1: He's the best part of the movie.
2: I'm trying to remember his name, and I just went blank. It's Almonte? Yeah. That's his name. Right. El Monte. Yep. Yeah. And he's, he's, they're the DJs at the station together and they're, they're talking. And he's talking about how Toby, who's the, other, the girl that he's really interested in is back and all this kind of stuff. And then Evelyn just shows up with groceries. And I think at that point I start going, that's okay. Something strange there. Right. No. Do we have any stories to relate to this? Brandon? Well, crazy girls. Yes. <laughs> i think yes. everyone's got a little bit of i think
1: everyone's got one uh, everyone's got at least one you know who you are <laughs> so
0: well they probably don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah right they have no idea
2: at this point and he kind of calls her out yeah yeah uh pretty dave, hardcore too. dave calls her out pretty hardcore like he's like what are you doing what like, wh- what are you doing here like what the hell's going on uh what if that was with another woman <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the first thing one of the first things he says is like what if i was with another woman and then she plays into this character so well. She really does. Why though? What is it about the character? And there's something in here—not necessarily the dialogue per se—but there's something in the way that she responds to his. Uh, she that plays into it so well. Well, Do you remember how like, she responds? Yeah. Well, I
0: can't remember what she says, but it's just like the look on her. I remember the look on her is like this incredulity, like, well.
2: Clearly, no, here's what she does. Like, well, that I mean, too. but but just I'm just saying this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. But the thing that what plays in, this is where I knew she was crazy. The groceries were one thing. (laughs) Right. Because you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. But maybe like. Maybe she's just being nice. Exactly. Like, I'm serious. Like, on that first, I mean, you did just have sex. Right. And then they're trying to be cordial and nice and maybe just like, hey, let's have dinner. Let's actually try to understand and know each other. But when I knew she was crazy is when, and her acting so good. Because she goes, and I don't remember the exact line. But she's like, well, if you want me to leave, I guess I'll just leave. She played this reversal because after he yeah. got heated it, up and angry, she's like, well, okay. Like this, you know, like the the, the, uh, the pet that's, the, it's the dog so, that's been beaten. You know so what I mean? So manipulative. So yeah. manipulative. And it's like, it's,
1: it, I mean, everyone has had these situations, right? Yeah. I, and where it's maybe not like stalker. I've never had a stalker, but you had people that it's just like, what? No, no. Yes. And it just kind of brought back those feelings. She did it so well that you can see the manipulation, and you just cringe like, "Oh my god,
2: that is the worst." I I know (laughs) what's happening right now. As soon as she plays the poor puppy, yeah, and then he goes, "Well, (laughs) maybe I'll okay. We'll just maybe use a phone next time." Right. And then all of a sudden, they're kissing again, and he's like, "I gotta, I gotta stick it." Yeah, (laughs) he's got it, man. He's like, so she, but that's when I knew for me, like this, 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 this girl's crazy.
0: Right. See, I didn't, I didn't think she was crazy at that point. I thought she was just that girl. Yeah. Still at that point. I knew. (laughs) I know. I know you knew, but I didn't know. There is a seriousness
1: in Gabe's face right now.
0: (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know at that point. I just thought it was that girl. (laughs)
2: Your intuition fails you. Yeah. You are a, you are not a master Jedi.
0: Apparently, I'm not a master Jedi. That's a bummer, man. That's cool. You, you got to be on the alert. You never know. These cycles are popping up <laughs> Maybe everywhere. Maybe you're just too nice. Maybe that's what it is. When she freaked out over that, I don't remember what it was, but she did. She had a moment where she just lost her shit all of a sudden. That sounds like, ooh. So it wasn't then. It was yeah, later. Yeah,
2: so what ends up happening? They, they sleep together again. Next, again. Again. He can't resist. <laughs> he apparently loves Toby, right. this other girl that we haven't met yet, by the way. Oh, that's right. Yeah. In the film. However, he just keeps sleeping with this other well, woman.
1: And this is why I say he's, he's kind of a douchebag because it's, it's like he doesn't understand that there's another option. It's, it's like, well, she, yeah, she's here. Of course I'm going to. Why wouldn't I? And it's like, no, dude, you, you, have, you care about this other girl. You're trying to change. You're trying to. And we find out later that this is an ongoing problem. This is your opportunity to say no. You know, like there's another option here. God bless the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
3: You Can't say no. On the night in nineteen seventy, fucking one, you don't
0: say no. You're like, okay, have you had your shot? No, nah, Whatever.
2: So you're saying, story-wise, as a character arc, from his perspective, from Dave's perspective, he should be able, because he 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 really does like Toby. Right. Right. So, but he's still drawn in sexually he likes to the attention. woman. He right. likes the attention. He likes to be It's still, a, it's be still well, a, yeah. a willing and wanting woman. Yeah, for sure. So it's hard for him to say no. Right. But from a character perspective, you would hope there would be a little more resistance. Exactly. Because in that scene when she brings the dinner or the food, the groceries, and then at the end of that, he's like, well, let me get some wine. And you're like, eh, now, you're, now you're really, like you're saying, you're playing into that. Right. Way yeah. Way differently than maybe you should. Exactly. So they end up sleeping together and then the next day uh we find out that um that he we 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 meet
0: Was that when he goes after the girl in the sweater?
2: Yeah, cuz we okay. we meet Now there's
0: Or did I miss No,
2: that that's oh, it. Okay. We meet Toby. Um but based on him driving down the street and recognizing a blonde girl with a sweater that he s- has seen which is and so he follows the girl and says, "Oh, I thought you were someone else." Yeah, and then that leads him to Toby's house, and this is a girl that Toby is now roommates with. She's basically rented out her her house, yeah, or a room in her house to this girl, and and so he goes. So now he knows that Toby's back in town, right? Because up to that point in the story, the idea is that we kind of get a uh, potential insight that he liked this girl. We didn't meet her. We haven't met her yet. Now we meet her. And there's this interaction between the two of them. He goes and hunts her down and goes to her house and ask where she was. And she's very kind of a little bit standoffish and, uh, half answers, half yeah. answers, uh, doesn't really explain where she was or where she's been, but she's been gone for quite some time mm-hmm. or at least a little while. Um, but he asked her if they have some time, and they go out and start talking and, and catching up. And this is where we get a little glimpse into his character that yep. this womanizer has was a problem. Mm-hmm. With, be, also between him and Toby. Like, he's been sleeping around for who knows how long and has never been able to stop this. Right. He's a sex addict. For sure. For that's sure. what people call—that's yeah. what you call him nowadays, right? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so it's is all discovered. But this scene's kind of weird to me. In the way that it's edited, did you notice that? In the, in yes, the scene? I did notice that when they're walking and we're getting all this background and Toby's telling him how, oh, there's just another girl out there and she's going through the, but it's cutting. Oh yeah, yeah She yeah. She mentions yeah, something yeah, where yeah. you
1: have the blonde to keep you company. Yeah, and it, and you you see her. Uh, saying these words and then it cuts to a different scene and she's saying the same thing the
2: same thing and also like yeah. a whole entirely different location
1: right and I understand probably kind of what they were trying to do is that there's so many that it's taking all these you know all this time to go over them all yeah. but it just what well, it, it seems sloppy to me
2: they're playing with time and space yeah and so I get that but yeah the editing of it there was it seemed so abrupt
1: it was jarring
2: and jarring and off, a little off-putting yeah Although, I will say, if you're looking at it to a degree, it did deliver the information yeah. just through the lines, which was like, hey, we now know exposition to this character, which is like he's a womanizer. Yeah. But I thought the editing style was really wonky and off. And I thought that was kind of an interesting... I think that, to me, if I look at it as a filmmaker, I think part of that has to deal with the fact that this is... And this is where he might... You're gro- there's growing pains to being a first-time director. Right. And how do you cover this sequence of events and block it out and set it up so that the two of them can have an interaction? And in his case, he's really taking them all over the town right? and cutting time and space all around, and it just feels wonky. It feels it weird. It does. Yeah, it does. And, and
0: maybe he didn't shoot the coverage, and that was the editor like, well, <laughs> this is it what could I have. be. And it that's be. what I mean. I almost yeah.
2: feel like that conversation from a technical standpoint as as a filmmaker, like why why does that have to be in like 10 different locations? Right. You know? right. It's just, it's like, let me
1: just... Well, there's a lot of that in this movie. Not so much wonky editing, but there's a lot of weird... Weird sequences in, in different that, locations. Yeah. that are, Yeah. It's like, why? why
2: we'll get into this? the porn montage later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't rewatch it. <laughs> so... But anyway, uh, Misty reveals... And, the, and you can tell there's a little uh, something there. There's a spark between these two characters. And, um, and so then he goes and, and grabs a, a drink. Back, He's back at the bar. Back okay? at the bar. In, in the terms of the storyline. Now I'm skip, skipping around a little bit, but he's back at the bar, and he's, and he's basically telling uh, the bartender who played by Joel Siegel that you know Toby's back in town and all these kind of things. And while he's at the bar... There, a phone call comes in oh, yeah. and the phone call is from Evelyn and she's telling the bartender, Hey, is Dave there? And Dave's like, I'm not here. <laughs> he's basically like, no. And the bartender, right. you know, plays he's it his off. Buddy,
0: yeah, he's, yeah. He's got his back.
2: And then he walks outside to get in his car.
0: Well, we we see we see that she's watching beforehand that. True. She yeah. We actually
2: get a cut to yeah. her outside at the phone booth. So we, we know, know, that know she's, she's out there. there. Yeah. She, we know that she's at the bar outside yeah. calling. And when Dave walks outside, or Eastwood, I'll call the, you know, not to confuse people. But because cause Dave does not yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's yeah. like, who's Dave? Yeah. Who yeah. the hell's Dave? <laughs> such, such Eastwood from now on, it's yeah. yeah. Eastwood. Clint walks out. I'll just call him Clint. Like Are you the first name best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Clint walks outside. And Evelyn is in his car,
0: in the back seat. In his
2: car. No, she's in the. It's a, it's a coupe. Oh, it's a coupe. That's it, right. It's just funny.
1: she's like in the, the car. car. Yeah.
2: In the car, sitting and waiting for him.
1: I mean, and that that wasn't that was a good choice because she could have easily just stormed up and yelled at him or or kind of surprised him, bumped into him. But even leaning against the car. I yeah, mean, even yeah. leaning against the car, but inside the car, that is that's another sign that this
0: chick is insane. It's, it's also, a sh- it's, it's a, it's a, it's an ownership.
2: Exactly. Such, yeah. Like, just like showing yeah. up with the groceries. Yeah. Exactly. It's ownership. That's so. interesting that if you, if you tackle her, all these actions that she's taken up to this point, the physical actions are all about a sense of in her way power. Mm-hmm. Cause the, t- cause to walk, that's a power move totally with the groceries. And that's another power move. Like you're saying to be in the car. So mm-hmm. every physical action she's taking is a power move. But she's in there. He walks out, and he's, like, blown away. <laughs> yeah. as, as much as Clint like, Eastwood could be blown away. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. He walks out, and he's like, what are you doing in my car? <laughs>
0: he's going to find us. No, no. Seriously. Clint, he's, he's gonna like, track us down. Now he's, he's too like, old to be a problem, but
2: <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Go ahead, make mine. he don't give a shit about us." No, we're just a fucking no name. He's our up?
0: seventh subscriber. Yeah.
2: So yeah, I wish he was. That'd be sweet.
0: Um, yeah. So he's, they have the conversation out there, and she
2: takes his keys. No, he gets in the car, and he's like, "I really gotta go." Oh, that's right. That's right. Let me get get me out of here. And she's like, "Okay, well, I guess you have things to do." And then it does a, a cut to an insert shot of her grabbing his keys, pulling him out of the ignition, and jumping out of the car and waving him. I'm like, "Come here, boy!" I thought she was gonna throw him in the bushes. That's yeah. what I
1: thought. I thought for sure. Yeah, but it's ocean. worse than what she does because Absolutely. she
2: starts taunting him like a dog. She's jingling the keys. She go- thinks it's playful. Yeah, but she's going, "Come here, boy!" Right, a cutesy right, and right, playful. Right. And,
0: no. and, and yeah, he doesn't that. His, pissed me off. Yeah, I was on, I was on Clint's side on that one. I'm like, yeah, Nah, I was too. nah.
2: I was like, you don't play with my keys? That's no. a Jaguar. What are you doing? That's a nice car, by <laughs> yeah. the way. Dude,
1: he's making a lot of money for a DJ. I'll just say that. For local over overnight right? DJ.
2: Right, because now we get into his car, which is a beautiful Daddy's car. Yeah. It, it was a mommy. Jag Coupe, right? Yeah. I think it was a Coupe. 57 Jag Coupe or something like something that. Something like that. It's a beautiful car. And also, he lives in this real... What? Where does he yeah, live? It's It's, it's like a log cabin It's slash weird beach house slash you know what i mean right it's crazy what is it i have no idea because you walk out on a pond you got oh, yeah, s- yeah, yeah. Right. It's, like, oh, it's like an old
1: pond. italian like ancient roman it's
0: strange
1: uh the way they have like an atrium with like a right a pond. it's bizarre it's right. bizarre it's so definitely
0: it's, above his pay grade he daddy had money
1: Clearly, yeah had, seriously had something about, yeah.
2: because there's no way that his An overnight DJ, a five-hour night DJ in Carmel was making making this kind of money. And he
1: alludes uh, a couple times during the film that no one listens. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know anyone was listening. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Later on, he's like, "No one listens to the show," so he wasn't making that kind of money. No, he was
0: making twenty-five grand a year, tops. Yeah. Tops. Tops. But
2: (laughs) okay, we digress. We digress
0: as we do. Is, Is it me? Do I do I cause the digression? No. Okay, cool. we all just we, <laughs> <laughs> backing but,
2: but she's out there dangling the keys and this pisses him off we all are in his shoes and we under we, we sympathize for that then he goes around and she starts running off like kind of jetting off and he goes and he grabs her and gets a little bit handsy a little physical mm-hmm. and then these two guys in the bar are coming out and they're like do you need help oh, that's right. and he's like get out of here right and then she's like yeah, you assholes! And I mean, like like, like,
0: like, but forceful, the, like the cool. rage in her, the voice. rage in her
2: voice, and you're like, "What just happened?"
0: I love that part. though. See, I that think was that was so might good. have been the part I was talking about. There was, well, there then, was an outburst. I'm like, "Oh, okay, she's, she's off her I rocker." I got
2: the power moves before, but that one, then you go, but the, the performance on that, and when she turns around and calls them assholes, and the anger, like you said, in her voice was like, "This chick's crazy."
0: Yeah. Well, is she, those dudes were messing up her. Her, her, right situation. Well, they were also yeah.
2: asking if she needed help.
0: Right. Oh yeah, that's right. true.
2: And she was telling him off. It's like yeah, Did she called him assholes. Yeah, <laughs> only because he told them to go away, and she's right. like, "Yeah, you go away, assholes." And right. you're like, "Oh my gosh, this lady's crazy." They were just seeing if she if she needed to get you know if she was getting hurt by this guy, so at this point, crazy.
1: Crazy. Crazy. Clearly crazy. Alarm bells are going off everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, yeah, it's. I think at Bail. this point,
2: he kind of knows too. It, it does a little cut to him, and you see his face like a Clint Eastwood face yeah. again. Yeah, it's like it goes <laughs> from this to
1: this. this it's, he the same expression. The,
2: the same, same expression. exact expression.
1: But he plays it well. It, he does. Yeah. Somehow <laughs> you know what he's, what he's going for, though. That's kind of funny because,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a, a little bit of, of static expression. It's just like very, it just kind of stays one way. But it is funny because you can in some way, he does still have a little it's hint. It's like a half
1: tilted eyebrow or something. That's like the range of his different expressions. Are
2: you telling me that he did the tilted eyebrow before The Rock?
1: Uh, well, no, no. The, oh. Clint no. is way, way more subtle. Like, it's like, it's barely perceptible, it's like a, but it's just enough that you know exactly what emotion well, you're It's like to be one feeling. quarter
2: of the rock's exactly. eyebrow tilt. Well, exactly.
1: Well, yeah. did
0: you know that his nose flares out a little <laughs> yeah. bit when he's
2: <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> mad? I, I don't wonder know if, if you, she ad libbed that.
0: You got. I know. You, you wonder. Yeah. You, yeah. I wouldn't be and surprised. And by the way,
2: that actually is a pretty famous line in movie history.
0: Is it? It is. Had no idea.
2: Yeah. It is a pretty famous line.
0: Do you know that your nose flares when you're angry? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Uh
1: huh. So good. I
2: wonder if like I wonder if she ad-libbed that. And it's kind of
1: I don't know, do, does Clint Eastwood strike you as the kind of guy who allows a lot of ad-libbing on set?
2: Actually he does. Does he really? Uh no, I wouldn't say a lot.
0: Right. But if it happens
2: But he, I I don't think he's as What's funny is here we'll get we'll get into this now cuz I think that directorially he's great with actors.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Pulls, I don't think you
2: know. he like he's good at acting for certain roles like we've already discussed and he can't do everything because his right. range isn't there. Right. But for what he, if you if you go back to the Spaghetti Westerns or the Dirty Harry's or even to something a little later is like unforgiven. He fits those roles perfectly. perfectly and they're really good and they and you can fall into them, and you can believe them. not going to get huge range out of him in other things but those movies that he makes later and we were discussing mystic river i think directorially as as a direct an actor's director he's really 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 good at getting actors to 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 to, to take on that that character in in a way that they might not have otherwise i think he's a good actor's director well i think
1: and being such a be legendary actor himself probably, exactly i think I'm about I, he can get in that headspace because and that's one thing a lot of actors or a lot of directors don't understand actors like i don't understand actors i don't know how they do what they do i've tried and it's i it's a disaster every time i try so i don't know how to get them to do those things uh, and i think it if if you're a trained actor and you know the core of the craft and the fundamentals and everything that goes into it, then you can relate to them on a level that just other people just can't.
2: So I think, and I haven't done research on this. He's probably more lenient to those ad libs. And I'm not saying that line is ad libbed. I sure. don't know, but I think he's more lenient to those than you might expect him to be because of his demeanor. Just Cause a, he's so intimidating as a, as and a straight-laced so, right, guy. Right. Because one thing he does do, and this is on record, which is he doesn't call action. Oh, really? So once everybody settles, he doesn't go, he doesn't do the traditional action. Once they do marker, sound speed, camera rolling, he doesn't call action. He just sits for a second and he tells the actors, when- whenever you're ready. Interesting. That's what he says. Hmm. So I think he's more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think sure. he's more up to the... He's the not admin. Hitchcock
1: who's bullying the actors right. on set. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Um, even and though he, that is his character and well, his exact. persona. I mean, that's what we built him up for. At least I have in my head is like, dude, he's a badass, man. Even at like 90 years old, he's still kicked my ass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In Gran Torino, yes. he comes out blazing. Yeah, he does. Like he's yeah, going to he fuck somebody up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, but but back to this point where he he kind of gets now in the story, Dave, the character is like, okay, this bitch is crazy
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
2: he knows now you know but he still appeases her to a degree he knows sure so he goes off and all the meanwhile in the storyline he's also amping for that bigger job yep he's prepping and in the the line or the secondary storyline is that he's trying to get this bigger dj job in in san francisco and that comes into play a little bit later right so um now we know, and, and, and I think her, you know, going back to his directing style and also going back to his acting style, and now it's evident, and I think we've said this already a little bit, but I think that uh, Jessica Walter, and this is, her performance is so good.
1: Oh, it's great. It's phenomenal.
2: It's, it, it's, what, it's the exact contrast that I needed to Clint Eastwood's performance.
1: Absolutely. You had to have something like that.
0: It'd almost be unwatchable without her. It really would be. It really and, would be. Because Toby wasn't that great. No. 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 Just forgettable. She's, it's, she's a means to an end. Not bad, but not, you know. Played
2: you know. by Donna Mills.
0: Sorry, Donna. And, but but I weren't.
2: agree. I don't think... And it's also how the character is written. I mean, look. The character of Evelyn is fun to play because there's power... There's schizophrenia, there's crazy, you know, like mm-hmm. there's a, uh, an a, a altitude to it. Like you can keep going up and up and up and up because there's so much complexity to that character. Right. And it's the perfect contrary point to his, which is he's a flat character. Totally. totally. No, and I I don't mean just his performance, but sure. like, as a character, Dave's flat. Right. There's nothing complex about Dave other than he likes sex. Yep. Well, what man doesn't?
1: Right. I don't like, Other I like sex. <laughs> you know, I'd, ra- I'd prefer not to. i prefer. <laughs> but, well, and, and we were kind of talking about that with Jack Nicholson in The Shining is, do you got to be a little crazy to play that character? Like, do you have to have, you have to have that in you? And this is, you know, me, my ignorance for acting. I, I don't, I don't know how you get in that mindset unless you're a little bit like that. Unless you have it in you somewhere, you know what's,
2: you know what's interesting. I've thought about this a lot—not a lot, but I've thought about this because I have huge admiration for actors. Love actors. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a an actor's director. Oh, not because I act, because I suck. Mm-hmm. But I love. I'm almost out of. It's not envy, but it's out. Not or jealousy, but I'm like, man, how do they do what? they do? It's an do? admiration, a huge admiration, because right. I'm always just like fuck, I wish I could do that. Yeah, me too. I really me do. Too. And I just can't. I love directing, but I cannot get into that mindset of becoming or doing somebody else. So this is, we talked about this briefly and I and I don't know. I, I just think she's a hell of an actor on this in this case. I just think, I don't know that there's really anything there that, and I don't know her. Right, right. <laughs> but like indicates to me that she's actually got a little... Spark of, of crazy, but it's just the way she turns, and, and that's think, the thing. I just, and think
1: it's so believable. I it's mean, it's so just, believable. it's in
0: her eyes, right? Like, and I think that's what the, her big thing is. It's in her eyes, you see that intensity, there's a rage and that, in there, like just whatever that is, it just turns on. You're like, oh shit, <laughs> it's like, yeah. And, and yeah. there was a few of those moments, and you don't get that from Clint, you don't get that. At, and it's not by design, you don't, but just, I mean, it, she's just that loose cannon. That, oh my God, what's well, she going to do? And I
1: mean, we've, we we talked about this before, but, you know, we've dealt with people like that before and it yeah. feels real. Like it feels like I've seen that before. I've absolutely seen that turn and that rage before. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. So it, it's totally believable.
2: I just think she's a, a good, a good actor. I think that's what it comes down to in this case. I don't know that she's got that in her innately. Like that's not her being. Mm hmm. Um, I just think she's really good. I mean, it's an indicator too. I mean, she did get nominated for a golden globe for, uh, did she win or just nominated? She got nominated. She didn't win. She lost to Jane Fonda.
0: Fucking Jane Fonda.
2: (laughs) That's what I say. So, um, coming back to the story a little bit. So she's, we, we, it's a real indicator. Now we kind of get the, the good essence of, of who she, of who Evelyn is. It's, it's, it's still ramping up though cuz it's going to get crazy. Yeah. And so that's what I, that's the one thing I do like and really thought that they they that they played out well which was the trajectory of the character. Um it's and like I say it's so much more easy for that character to have such believability and such interest from the viewer because she's got that complexity and she's got that that layer so it's funner to watch, yeah, and to ramp as it ramps up.
0: But I gotta, th- I gotta throw a little bit of credit to Eastwood as well. I mean, him, him his, him, kind of slowly figuring that out and dealing with that situation. I thought was portrayed pretty well. I mean, as far as just you know, because that that could be difficult too. You know, to try to to be that counter to her craziness and figure out at what point, and, and that's to his directing and to the writing. At what point? where he's like that's that's fucking it. And but I mean he kind of has that sympathy. I don't want to jump too far ahead but you know he goes back into the sympathy mode and, and and so playing that is is I thought was well done on in that respect. Um to counter her craziness and yeah. figuring out where to lie where, where do you land with where she's at in her next level of craziness. Okay, where where am I? Yeah, you know, I, to, yeah. Right. How so how do I how do I deal with yeah, how do I this and them? how do i portray where now i'm 100 sure she's batshit crazy right. now how do i yeah
2: <laughs> yeah and because and you don't want him to go so far over the top exactly you, you, as she tra- as her trajectory grows he also has to grow a little bit but it can't be so crazy that mm-hmm. he starts to turn into her or become angry you know what i mean there yeah. were a couple
1: times i thought he might he might get physical with her yeah, yeah. there were a few times throughout this Name movie one. Like, he's, he's gonna hit her do you remember one uh yeah at the restaurant later on even when she's messing with his car keys the way he kind of grabbed her i was like oh he's gonna hit her he's gonna hit her like this is 1971 things are a lot more permissible back then yeah <laughs> like, what the <laughs> hell is happening <laughs>
2: that that that's a whole other tangent yeah which i which yeah you, the yeah.
0: restaurant i thought he was gonna i i totally did
1: well I are we was...
2: there yet or we're, we're not quite there we're not yeah. quite we're, to the restaurant but yeah i just lost we got so we're
0: we're to we we're past the keys past the keys And then she just talked about his ambition as a uh,
2: yeah his ambition to go DJ in San Francisco, the big city.
0: Maybe that's when he hears about. Maybe that's when that plants is like, okay, there's I've got to do an audition tape, and put this together because she'd come again. I think after that, after the key incident. Yeah, she. Did she break into his house? Is that is that when they break into the house in the middle of the night? No, that's later. Is that later?
1: Yeah, that's later. Okay, that's later. Yeah, that's later. You're, you're I'm, 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 too far now. Damn it!
0: I thought that was the one where, because he had met up with Toby. He met up with Toby the night before. Am I sure? Because then, then that night she, because he he meets with Toby, then he meets with her again, and I thought it was right after that he comes. She comes into the house.
2: No, well, and well, like well, I th- well, assuming she was sleeping with another you're, woman. You're, you're way off base. I'm. But thank you. <laughs> fucking do your homework i did it i just remember so no but what happens is after she's doing the key exchange and they're having a little thing he drives off you got to remember what she was dressed in remember what she was dressed in she had the uh it was was kind of like a raincoat you know there was nothing on underneath oh yeah oh that's right
0: that's right so she was there for a reason yeah
2: She's dressed in that because he leaves, they find, he gets his keys, finally goes, he's going to go prep his material for this gig that he's trying to get. He gets home, and then she shows up at his house.
0: That's right. Still wearing the coat
2: thing. Still wearing and the coat, and then she sheds it. like, hey, yeah. I'm, And then he sees a naked woman, and he's like, come inside.
1: Well, at first, cool yeah, I, was gonna say, at I first, thought he was going to throw her out. Like, I thought he's like, get inside so the neighbors don't see you. And then that's... I thought he was going to throw her.
2: I had no that that's there's that's just individual <laughs> interpretation because I was like,
0: well, this... he does kind of look around, though. He's like, oh, shit. You know,
1: he was worried yeah. about the neighbors. seeing yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure.
2: But but then it's like, dude, she is.
1: Insi- stop it. Yeah. At this point, you're just bringing it on yourself. You got to stop screwing her, man. Like it, 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 after what just happened, you are still going after this woman. You're still going to sleep with her. I don't know what to tell you. This is where you—that's you when you're thinking with the wrong head, right? Yeah, right. I mean, there's just no brain up top <laughs> at this point. It's gone. Yeah,
2: because the next day, uh, she invites Dave to dinner, right? And what does he reply with? I'll call you. I'll call you. So he's, trying, he's to, trying to... He's trying to ghost her. He's trying to ghost her. He's trying to, he's 100. Trying he's yeah. like, okay, I'll call you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ghosting before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> Eastwood. <laughs> then he goes to back to work, and this is where he's working on the tape for uh, Madge uh, Brenner. Madge is the lady that's going to potentially offer him the job in San yep. Francisco. Um, she's a radio station owner. Uh, and, then, and, then she, and then what ends up happening is Evelyn calls Dave a few days later. And she kind of has this weird interaction with him about forgetting their date that she set up while he said he would call her. He never really committed to it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But she called and was like, you know, you stood me up and Dave's like, well, what the hell? I said I'd call. I didn't, yeah. you know, so that's, that's end up. That's, that's, that's basically what, what ends up happening there. Um, I'm missing something here. I'm going to, and we're going to edit this. Well, part.
1: there's also the, the part where, but, um, the neighbor's outside. I don't know if we skipped over that. Oh, and when it's in the middle, it's like early morning. The neighbor comes outside. Like, hey, we're, people, people talk, trying yeah. to sleep. And like, people are trying to talk. out yeah. on him. She goes, people are trying to talk. And she starts honking the horn. And that's actually where I actually saw a little emotion out of Clint Eastwood.
2: I believe that's the first encounter, the first night of sleeping together. Or is it the I, yes. night after they it, had I, dinner?
1: I think it's the night where she showed up. With the
2: groceries. With the, the night following the Yeah, I, I think so. Yes, I think yes, so. Yeah, because yeah, I'm getting twisted on mine, too, now.
1: Although, I, I think it's Do after she yelled, she calls those guy, guys assholes, because that was like- a trying to bit. carry
3: a podcast yeah.
2: here, right? <laughs> Fucker.
1: I think it's after she, she called those guys assholes, because I remember when she called them assholes, I was like, holy shit. But later on, that just escalated with the neighbor, yeah, she's because she's like laying on the horn, she's screaming at him, and Clint Eastwood actually shows a little emotion there, like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? And it it's the first time I've actually seen him, at least in this film, actually kind of go over the top for him. He had, yeah he had two eyebrow right. twitches then. <laughs> and definite nose His, flares. Yeah, exactly. His definite eyebrow nose twitches, twitches twice. Yeah. <laughs> actually, now I've we know shit is serious.
2: <laughs> oh man, that's funny.
0: So okay, so then
2: I'm just doing a little refresh.
0: Here. You're fine. So See, I thought, I thought that was a little earlier with the, because when, when she, when he stands up for the date,
2: is, is it that night that she comes then? So, so here's what happens. Okay. So this is where we're going to pick it up. All right. So a few days later, Evelyn calls Dave to chide him, to get upset with him for forgetting their date. And Dave's irritated. Then he's determined to tell her that the relationship's over. He like, he convinces himself, Hey. Okay, I'm really going to like tell this this girl that it's done and we're n- I don't know what we're doing here, but I don't it you know, it, it's not going to continue. Yeah. Um and then she's uh, she ends up she's at his uh at his house. And Dave basically tells her to leave.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? Yeah. Or am I jumping now? See, I'm now I'm getting twisted. No.
1: No, I think you got it.
2: Because this is where it starts to get dark, too. Yeah. Because she's at the house. Dave finally tries to put an end to it. Oh, yes. Yeah. And she starts sobbing and crying and really expressing her love for him. And they've only known each other what seems to be a few Few days. Well, she
1: even says to him, don't you love me anymore? Yeah. You don't love me anymore? Then we
2: know. I I never said.
1: He's like, I never told you I loved you. But when, this
2: is that escalation that I love yeah. about her character. Sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Sure. When you think it couldn't get any crazier, she gets more batshit crazy. It it,
1: she's just convinced herself that all these things are true, and it's, it's bizarre.
2: And, and finally, she's like, okay, maybe she does. That's where she does those reversals, too, because after he's like, what are you talking about? She goes back to saying, like, hey, okay, maybe it's best if I just leave. Let me w- go wash my face in the bathroom.
0: Okay, just, so but she does, just to make sure I'm clear on the scene, she does storm in and look at the bed to see if there's someone there. Yes. yes. Okay. So okay. Uh, okay. Because
2: she's, she's got because uh, up to this point, she's also seen.
0: Oh yeah, so Dave she was, she was peep, with peeping Toby Tom because with, she was yeah.
2: watching them on the beach. She was following Dave. Yeah. And she saw that he she, he was you know they had an interaction there.
0: That was a great shot, by the way. Just her. Yeah. in the zoom? Yeah. That was that was. Yeah. That was great. It
2: shows Dave and and Toby on the beach, and and they're having an intimate (laughs) moment. And then all of a sudden, the push—not even the push in, the zoom. Yeah. And you see Evelyn in the backdrop. Yep. I thought that was a cool shot. It's creepy. Yeah, it was great. But but she so she knows so she stormed in because of that she thought someone was there, and then has this crazy interaction. And basically, Dave's like, "We're done. It's over." She goes crazy. Then she goes in the bathroom. She, she. You think that it's almost going to kind of mellow out there, almost like she has some sense of I, rationale.
1: Wait, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. What was but, that sound, by but, the way? But when she said, "I have to go wash," let me go wash my face. I was like, "I yeah." I, I was like, oh, "Don't shit. let her." Yeah. Something. I don't know what she's going to do. But it's something. But it's she's going to manipulate it even more. I had yeah. no idea it was going to go that dark, though.
0: It
2: went dark quick.
1: Very dark.
2: Because she gets in the bathroom, and Dave starts to get a little concerned. And he goes over and knocks on the bathroom, and, and then another zoom, actually, because he knocks on the bathroom yep. door, breaks it down, essentially, and the push-in zoom is her face, mm-hmm. and then it follows and, and pans down, and we see her wrists all cut up, and she's... Just bleeding everywhere. Bleeding yeah. everywhere. Blood
1: all over the bathroom.
2: So she's basically attempted suicide. Or it's really just a maneuver.
1: Total. It's a total manipulation.
2: But what's this... So the follow up to that is he has some guy there that appears to be a friend uh, that's a doctor. That's what I, I never figured out exactly what. I was trying to figure he, out the logic here. It was almost
0: like the, the the underground like doctor that everyone a calls when yeah something.
2: mob doctor. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of I was like. <laughs> I mean Dave's a DJ, so he's got like the connections to the underground, apparently apparently
1: apparently DJs make a shitload of money and they got all the the underworld connections. Get rid of this body for me. And they get <laughs> all the ladies.
2: They get all the ladies. <laughs> Because the <laughs> follow-up scene after he finds her in the bathroom, the, it just cuts to this scene with him talking to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that drugs her. <laughs> the drugs... No, I mean, look, I think if you're looking at it logically, you're only assuming that he's some kind of physician. Right. Yeah. And he's sutured her up. He also says that they were pretty superficial. The cuts weren't, um, you know... Which... Uh,
0: uh, Plays into that same yeah. thing. It's like, uh, yeah. oh, it, she she did just enough to bleed, but didn't really want to die. Right, right. But yeah.
2: that's that's deep and dark. That's like It's really is dark. Taking this whole other mm-hmm. that's when it really that twist is pretty intense. When you're sure. watching that, you go, wait a minute, this is not the movie I set up to watch. No, it's
0: it's How, the tone like, changes completely. Yeah. And yeah.
2: that's that's one thing I that's one kind of critique I have on it, which is directorially like there's good things he does and bad things he does but what i never loved about the film was that the tone or the tonality of the film always changes because at the beginning like we talked about you have this fun type and this kind of get up music jazz music and it feels like something different and by that time now the tone's completely dark it's completely unassuming to what at least the original setup to the movie was yeah.
1: Totally, totally. You know,
2: so it takes it takes a pretty deep dive into this dark territory. Um, the doctor fixes her up, and Dave actually goes into having a little sympathy at this point. Yeah, you know. Um,
1: and I think he's scared too. I don't. I, I think he has no idea what to do at this point because the way he's just staring off when she kind of cuddles him when they're in bed. And
2: well, real quickly, don't I hate his logic too, Dave? What, what's that? Dave tells the doctor the doctor says or who we're assuming to be the yeah, doctor. Sure. Mob he doctor. Says, yeah. Don't report it. Because the doctor goes, I need to report this if I'm playing by the book here. Right, right, right. And Dave's like, Well, just don't do it. Toby's back in town. Like that logic to me is crazy. Well,
1: and he says that he wants he, to, he wants to tell her. He doesn't she he doesn't want her to read it in the papers. Th- that's bullshit. What I mean. Bullshit.
2: That logic is so crazy. Bullshit. Yeah, I, no, I'm
1: not pe- buying
0: it. No penis logic. It makes perfect sense. He doesn't want exactly. Yeah. Penis exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: True. It, it's penis. He logic. He doesn't
1: want to have to explain how he got into this situation. Yeah, that some yeah. chickens well, at, it's at it's his exploded. house. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, but I
2: still I think Slit what wrist. I mean <laughs> is that I hate that that's his his like oh me a, too. It's yeah, so serious of a topic. Like someone's com- trying to commit suicide and you're worried about exposing your. You know,
0: 1971, baby,
2: 1971.
1: Well, and how come everyone, she's all now. everyone knows about Toby and Dave? Like, were they, they must've been a really hot thing.
2: Well, oh. Dave's DJ. Remember he's, he's known around town, but, but it's like, everyone seems to know Toby
1: too. It's like, well, Toby's back in town. Oh, Toby. Okay. Well now we know it's serious.
2: And her character never really develops wholly. No. So you don't know. There's a lot missing there. You know that she's an artist of some type. Mm-hmm. She's a painter slash sculptor, that kind of thing.
0: Obviously but, smokes a lot of weed.
2: Smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> it, well, and they, with Almonte, yeah, Almonte yeah, Al smoking dubs in the oh, back. Dude, he's having a he's having a good old <laughs> that time. That dude, man. the best character of the film. Absolutely. Terms, uh, well, Evelyn, but Almonte's pretty pretty hip. I'd hang
1: with him. Yeah, hundred oh, yeah. percent. He's doing some nose candy in the back too. Like, there's no way. <laughs> sure. Man. He's he's bebopping around that studio. Like, he he he's he, he's got it going on. Like
0: he's why isn't he the night guy? Like right <laughs> right
2: right right yeah. Well, I think he is. I think Dave's the late night guy. He's like Dave's oh. the overnight guy. Yeah. yeah. Cuz Dave's only pushing a 5-hour shift yeah. and he says nobody listens. Yeah. So <laughs> Uh but but uh. she's uh she's still at uh and it says in the in the in the uh the the layout of the film it says it's Dr. Frank that tends to Evelyn. Okay. So it is apparently a doctor
1: um dr some beans (laughs) he's in for one scene he's in
2: there for for one scene evelyn um now she's supposed to be doped up she's supposed to be he said he he hit her up pretty good she should be sleeping for a while that's the
1: other thing i don't understand how i mean he's a doctor he obviously knows how to dope up a, a patient how is she just awake when you're that crazy, I, I guess. I guess the crazy just. It...
2: She's only awake for that second, though.
1: Is that what it is? Because because
2: it actually shows her yeah, eyes. Kind of like see, I,
1: I thought she was faking it. Like I thought she was faking when she when she closed her eyes. She was faking being asleep.
2: Well, it shows that shot of her listening in on the conversation uh-huh. between Doctor Frank and Dave, and then she closes her eyes. So, what she hears is like you know, the the she overhears Frank talking about Dave to keep her calm and like, make sure you watch after her and all these kind of things. And she shouldn't be out by herself, that kind of stuff. And then she, I think she fades asleep. Okay. I think that's okay. at least that's what they're trying to insinuate. Gotcha. Uh, no,
0: she, she gives the Dr. Frank a BJ in order to fake, like she's yeah. been, so she can Seriously. listen
2: to me. We <laughs> haven't got to the porn yet.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's coming up. It's coming up. That was off screen, but yeah,
2: she's now <laughs> doped up the next day. Uh, Dave attempts to leave, right? He wants to go see Toby because they had arranged this thing where they're going to go to a party and and they were going to hang out. Dave's really trying, in a sense, (laughs) to really get back with Toby, this girl. Yeah, so uh, this is where it takes it's like, how is she going to get out? How is Evelyn going to? And she has the fake nightmare, she's oh, that's right, she's screaming, yeah, in the other room, right? Because she knows that Toby's on the other line, so they have a conversation. He hangs up. You hear her screaming. He runs in, like, "What's going on?" She's like, "I had a dream. I had a dream that I was drowning, and you were just standing there on the beach."
1: More manipulation. What the yep. hell? More like manipulation. This, this
2: girl's got it.
1: She know. She's got all the tricks.
2: She's she's like the first Gone Girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Do you know for what real. I mean? One hundred percent. That power <laughs> of like manipulation. She's great. Yeah. Evelyn's fantastic. Basically, forces Dave to stay there, and kind of and and. Out of, I guess, some kind of sympathy. Does he have? Is it sympathy or I is he? I think he's scared. I, I think he's scared. He's just really trying to protect his own interests.
1: Totally. Right. No, he's yeah, 100. He, percent. Dave doesn't give a shit about anybody else but him. I mean, I think he likes Toby, but I also think she, he he thinks she's gonna make him happy. Yeah. And just like this new job in San Francisco is gonna make him happy. Yeah. I, it, I don't think he really is concerned about anyone but himself.
2: He's a narcissistic prick. Totally. Totally.
0: Douchebag.
2: So, but but he does stay with with Evelyn for the night. Like he kind of holds her, and like she's playing into it, of course. But he is, quote unquote, there for yep. her physically, right? The next morning, we we get a, a glimpse into Birdie. Uh, Birdie, uh, we well, we'll find out is,
0: but he does blow off the thing with with uh, yeah, Toby off. to stay with 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 that's her. What, that's what I mean. Yeah. There's something there. Yeah. Here.
2: He's kind of feeling for her. Not, not, not in, a, in a real way, but just feeling sad for her or yeah. sympathetic.
0: I thought that, was, that kind of threw me off, too. I'm like, just leave this girl. It was, it was weird that he stayed there. I don't know, but
2: th- then you get later in the story, like, do you want to leave her at your house by, by right, herself? Right, right. But the next day, and, and Dave by this time has moved. He's not, out, he's not sleeping with, with Evelyn. He's not in the same room. He's on the couch. Yeah. All laid out, and Bertie, who's his 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 housekeeper,
0: housekeeper. again, housekeeper. How's he afford to? Yeah, housekeeper? right. <laughs> 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 like I can't, I can't afford a goddamn housekeeper. <laughs> she
2: comes in, and she's great. By the way, her character's fun. Oh, she's great. Yeah. Comes in and is like, you know, doing her thing, and <laughs> <laughs> she. So, uh, I'm man getting caught up here. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to remember uh, where I'm at here on my. This is an edit point.
0: <laughs> this is live. Did you?
2: We 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 should do a live one one day though. That'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. Look at that shit.
0: Hell yeah. Well, yeah. She she comes in. She kind of chastises him and says, "Hey, you know, I have put this off far enough. Yeah, Let's that's go... right. Yeah. and it's like, no, we're doing this today. He, I don't give a shit. He desperately what you
1: think. wants her to come back another day. Yeah. like bad. Yeah, she's like, no. And she's kind of giving him shit. She's you know, you had a rough night. You know, who's in your bed? What are you doing? She knows who he is oh, as totally. a person. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, totally. She
2: knows there's a woman somewhere hiding right. or around. She actually right. calls like, who? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And then it's revealed that Evelyn's actually gone. Dave jumps up and he's like, oh, balloon. And oh, there, yeah. She then, just oh, I found your and girl. And There's a note left yeah. there. And I love this shot. I love this, this transition because there's a note there that Evelyn left Dave. And she's like, you know, I just went out to get some... Some breakfast or whatever it is. there's a little joke in there and then she's like if you can't find your keys don't worry i took your car and as soon as it it says that it does this cut shot with a zoom out and it shows evelyn at the key maker yeah and you're like oh shit she's making keys at dave's house i love that, that transition. Was great. Yeah. she
1: is just so goddamn sneaky crazy i mean she knows exactly what she's doing this entire time aisle nine at home depot that's yeah. right where she went yeah. exactly
2: so she goes in to get groceries and and get breakfast and stuff. And she comes back, hides the key. She, she hides yeah. the key. She secretly made a copy of. And then after
0: she makes sure it works, I just thought that was kind of a nice little touch. Yeah. In, she makes sure the key works before she hides it. Oh yeah. yeah. She like you know. Yeah yeah. I thought that was an interesting little character note. Like you know, I'm not gonna Thank chance God to that key maker that it worked. Yeah. Otherwise she
1: might be coming back slitting throats. <laughs>
2: Well, she does anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Key or no key. Dave receives a call from Madge. Madge is the station director, the one in San Francisco. She's like, hey, let's have lunch. So Dave's on his way out as Evelyn's on her way and she in. She
1: basically tells him he's got the job.
2: Yeah. She says,
1: yeah. you know, there are other people we're looking at, but we really, really like you. She basically says you have the job.
2: Yeah. And this scene, another, actually, this scene's great. Because he goes to lunch with Madge and Madge, they're at lunch, they're eating. And like you're saying, hey, there's two other guys in the running, but I'm really liking what I'm seeing. And you're going to be doing this. You're going to be working here. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, Dave might get the job. And then you hear a voice. And it's Evelyn. And she's like, oh, is this your business meeting? And she starts going off about how this lady's old. She thinks that Dave is stepping out on her. With this old lady. That scene and and immediately she goes off calling the lady a bitch and doing all this crazy stuff and basically cost Dave the job. Totally.
0: Well yeah, because you got this I mean, that's another point where I thought he was gonna hit her. This is where I thought, oh, he's gonna
1: he's gonna lay into her. This is not good. Like I'm I'm gonna have to now start feeling sorry for the psychopath.
0: Well, and I cleanies would beat the shit out of her. <laughs> I thought that, that was gonna be I, I kind of thought I was like, he's going to hit her and he's going to turn around and realize he just hit a woman in front of his new boss. Right, right. That's what I thought was <laughs> yeah. going to happen. I thought that was going to be the uh, the reason for losing the job. But he was still pretty physical with her. I mean, totally. he wasn't gentle taking her out. I was like, let's
2: just go this way. He's like, no, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm sick of you. I'm taking you. I'm throwing in the cab and get the fuck right. out of here. But you know how much restraint? I mean, now I'm starting. I don't love Dave, and I don't think any of us do in terms of who he is as a person. But I do sympathize here. You're putting like, yeah, yourself in issues. I'm finally like, oh shit! I would be so irate. Well,
0: yeah. We put it. Yeah. So there's a, a producer that's b- wants to buy you your script job. and hey, we want you to direct this film or whatever. It's like, and then you know some psycho bitch that you've only known for three days comes in and fucks it up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'd be pissed too. It's a job you've been working for. You've been dreaming yeah. about. Th- this is it. This is your big break. This is it. This is your one chance. Yeah. And she ruins it.
2: And he grabs her and basically forcefully uh, essentially extracts her from the restaurant, throws her in a cab.
1: And her, what she's saying and the way she's doing her actions in the cab, where this is the one part where I was, it was a little disingenuous, her, Jessica Walter's performance, where she's kind of clawing at him outside of the window. I love you. I love you. And it just seemed kind of half-hearted, yeah. kind of half-assed. <laughs>
2: And, and I, also, I, I, one I, I, thing technically in this part of the scene when he, they're dragging out, listen in closely next time you watch this film, because I know you're going to watch it again. <laughs> the Foley and the ADR is not good. No, it's not good. You can hear the over-exaggerated footsteps yep. up, this, up the stairs and through the street. You can hear the, uh, the over-exaggerated breaths <laughs> from Clint Eastwood. that <laughs> They're
1: ADRing later. Can you imagine being in, a, in an ADR booth with Clint Eastwood and just saying, just breathe? Just, <laughs> just breathe. I mean, well, well, I don't even know what that looks like. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> that was a damn good impression, That was Brandon. pretty good. good do, that, do that again. <laughs>
2: but anyway, yeah, and there's a little... This is the one slip-up of all her great performances and scenes throughout the film. I agree. I can see where you're coming from. This is a little too much... Uh, She tries to extend it a little too far. Right. And I
1: don't want to nitpick because I, I thought she was fantastic. She's fantastic.
2: But. Yeah. We're just being nitpicky. Yeah. But that's what, that's our job. That's what we do. That's yeah. what we're doing here. <laughs> so, and he comes back and realize, and and Madge, the station owner, has left his portfolio on the table, which is basically indicating, hey, you, yeah. I'm, I'm out of here. You're crazy. You're dealing with crazy bitch. And I don't want that in my program. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Side note, the, Name of the production company is on there on the demo tape. What is it? Whatever it is, Malpaso. Mal- Malpaso.
2: Yeah, Malpaso Productions. Yeah, Malpaso Uh yeah. Little um, trivia
0: there for you, yeah. for you listeners. <laughs> uh, I so, liked that shot. Yeah, I was kind of like, oh, damn it, deflating. Yeah, and,
1: deflating. and that's
2: where I think it, it is still good because even though we like, it, there's still a little in terms of the plot line and how they pl- they structured it with the character, like. You still kind of feel sad. for You're like, damn, he didn't get the job. Yeah. You know? Like I said, I don't love Dave as a character, but I was still like, damn, this crazy bitch messed that up. Yeah. So Dave then goes to Toby's house, and he confesses like the situation. Yeah. He basically is like, here's what's... He lays it out. Do you know what I mean? And there's a little bit of character arc here, a little bit of growth with him because... Finally, something... There's a little change. Right.
1: But still, it felt like the way he said it was like... I can't lie anymore. I have to be on it. It almost felt like uh like he's trying to make himself look good, and it still felt a little like he's really looking out for number one yeah he's not he's not really worried about bringing his girlfriend in into the fold and, and telling her what's going on. He's more worried about getting in trouble
2: right, right, but he does confess he does um and while he's out confessing, now, Bertie, his housekeeper, returns to the house. And as she gets in the house, there's all this stuff destroyed. The house is just destroyed, like
0: really destroyed. Not in your normal. I mean, it's, it's oh, it's it's fucked f- f- yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy.
2: The, everything, furnishings, everything's stuff's cut up. Uh, Dave's clothes are like hanging on mannequin heads and or statues. I mean, like sculpted yeah. statues. Like yeah. it's yeah, oh, it's a little it it's a, it's crazy, um, and birdie walks in and evelyn gets surprised by birdie and this is where it gets another level again it's like it just keeps going this is what i do like about it is it just keeps escalating birdie just starts slashing she she has a knife because she's been cutting stuff up i'm sorry yeah she has a knife because she's been cutting stuff up but evelyn slashes birdie's throat slash just starts going in and I like the way they filmed it. Yeah. Which was like we never really got outside of it. It was right. all close up, all tight. A lot of movement. You it it you can't quite see everything and all the actions that are going on and I like that claustrophobic approach to the to the design of the scene to show her just it going very nuts.
0: it very much reminded me of the shower scene in Psycho. I was just going to say yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it's same just thing. that that same It was almost an homage in a way. It kind of
2: felt like it. it. Didn't it it feel like 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 it? Well, this story in general has a little bit of that reversal, like the craziness. Yeah. I mean, Norman Bates is a male, Evelyn a female, but they're both crazy. Yeah. End up both being murderers. Mm -hmm. Like, there is a little bit of that there, too. I don't think that uh, Play Misty for Me is maybe artistically as dumb as something like (laughs) Psycho. Right, right. No, there's a little homage there. It seemed like the asshole. She slashes her repeatedly with the knife, and Dave arrives as Bertie's being taken away. Best line in the film. What does she say? She says it's gonna cost you double to clean all this up.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's right. best <laughs> line in the film. I loved it. I was like, I love this woman. Yeah, I love Birdie. Thank God she's still alive. And goddamn, I just love that. That
2: was the big thing. I was like, I hope Birdie's not dead. Yeah, me she's too. Fun. I me thought too.
0: she was dead from the first slash.
1: I'm I
2: like, did okay. too. Yeah, I did too. Because I was like, like that's shit. a throat slash. Yeah. So that straight up, we're we're she's dead. But fortunately, she does live.
0: She's, so, a, she's a tough, tough old lady.
2: She's tough. I love that. That's a mm- great best
0: line
1: in the movie. I loved it.
2: He arrives. She's being taken away. The police are there. We meet Sergeant McCollum, and he starts questioning Dave about Evelyn. Uh, and he Dave, bugged me. I liked what? him because I thought he was well, a throwback to that just dragnet 70s Yeah, it cop. felt like Joe Friday, for exactly. sure. Exactly. But Friday. it was
1: the, the first interaction. I didn't get what they were going for. It felt... Yeah. It felt weird. I didn't know, is he a suspect? Is he not a suspect? What is going on here? Maybe that's I didn't what like their me, interaction. Yeah. Later on, I like—I love their interaction. I, I do they like, played in, each other really well.
2: Right. I do like in the scene, though, where he, uh, Sergeant McCollum, is like, uh, there, he's trying to get information about Evelyn. And Dave's very, of course, he, he doesn't know a lot about her, to be no. honest. And he's like, I don't know that. And, he, and McCollum's like, you don't know anything, do you? Yeah. Yeah. And then I like the line where, uh uh dave says to the sergeant he's like well what she needs is psychiatric help (laughs) and the sergeant's like you think oh really (laughs) (laughs) oh really really? like really dave no shit sherlock yeah i thought that was funny um this interaction we don't really go anywhere with it in terms of uh, their their relationship grows a little bit towards the end but this first one i think where they're building it is like a little bit of of, of clashing between the two of yeah. them and i think that we're they, they build that in there because later on they actually kind of join forces so to speak sure um
1: but they still kind of play like they give each other shit yeah
2: yeah 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 in a fun kind of banter way right yeah um and so now it's set up i mean evelyn's obviously a, attacked someone they take her into booking she's nearly kill, killed birdie and some time passes and dave and Toby are kind of recon- reconciling and it's now kind of almost it's got to be months later or or a certain a few months later. Right. Uh and they go to a, a jazz festival in Monterey, which is actually well, musically a cool part of the film. Yeah. <laughs> well, first,
1: we get to the porno.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's well, that when I said reconcile, that's what right, I meant. Right.
1: Right. And it is just Clint Eastwood giving him and himself an excuse to make out with a chick. In many different setups. A hundred percent. Many different locations. And it's just playing this weird music and it plays the... It's so 70s. So 70s. Skip, skip, skip,
0: skip, skip. (laughs) And
1: I kept thinking... I was actually going to start fast forwarding because it was like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is going to go on forever. But I thought for sure I was going to miss something important if I fast forwarded. No. You don't. And then it goes to another song. It cuts away from that and it goes to another song. And I can't remember what this was and then it goes to a third song right in a row at the jazz festival and there's no reason to be at the jazz festival why are they there i have no fucking idea he's a dj though he likes jazz i understand but did it serve the plot at all no the only information we got was a new roommate is moving in to his girlfriend's house
0: yeah that was a real festival by the way
2: I, it felt like it. They, like, just,
1: they just did it live. Were they ju- Were they investors in this movie or something? Like it just. No, felt- they just. What well, they
2: ended up doing was just getting, uh, in partnership with the festival that was going on, and they were filming, and they just shot live footage. Yeah, but nothing East- happened. Eastwood Absolutely. is a jazz
0: aficionado, though. He is.
1: Is he yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. So that but, might be his little... But
2: nothing happened. It was just people it, dancing and bands playing
1: and them walking around.
2: There's a good 10... Well, maybe it's... I, I don't know. the. Maybe it's seven, eight, nine minutes worth between the reconciliation, yeah. a.k.a. <laughs> the porn montage. The porn, the porn montage. montage. I'd say soft porn. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not soft real porn. porn. Yeah, not sorry. real porn. Does this have a rating? Did it rate? I don't know if it... We'll get into that. Okay. I don't know. It has. A, it has a rating, <laughs> but I don't know what it is. All movies have ratings. It's
1: gotta be
0: R. It? Not all movies. Yeah. It's only if they submit it. They submit if you, it.
2: If you, yeah, it's a real movie. Because it speaking. wasn't
1: PG and they didn't have PG thirteen back then. So, no. yeah,
2: it was probably R. We'll get yeah. into that. But yeah, there's about seven eight minutes there that are just kind of like Three. dragging on with no. Yeah. And I agree with that. Like, there's no information being revealed. The only thing that eventually gets revealed once they get to the jazz festival is that she has a new roommate named Annabelle.
1: And I knew at some point, Evelyn was going to be a roommate. I just, it, it had, it was setting up that I didn't. way.
2: Toby ditches Dave at the jazz festival to go uh, uh, get her new her new roommate, right. Annabelle. That's basically the biggest piece of information that gets revealed later. Well,
1: as they kept talking throughout the film, and they're saying, oh, so so-and-so's moving out, and so-and-so's moving in, and Clint was getting a little annoyed by it. I just kept thinking, well, how long till Evelyn moves in? I didn't know it was going to be a twist later on, but... I, uh, at some point it just had to. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler
2: alert. Which is fine. That's what we <laughs> like on this podcast.
0: 1971. If you haven't seen it by now, yeah. too damn bad.
2: But she goes and gets Evelyn. Then that night, Dave's at the station, and it's been months. And then all of a sudden, we get a call from a listener, right? And that listener says, Hey, play Misty for me. And you're like, Dun, dun, dun. She's like, oh, back. Shit. Um, and then they have this conversation. And he's so nice to her. He's, like, really kind of nice to her, but he's also, uh, he, he's like, forget about it. I forgot about it, you know? And then she's like, I got a jo-. She plays it off so well. Yeah, she does. She's like, I got a job in Hawaii. I just wanted to call and, and tell you basically, like, paraphrasing, I'm sorry for everything and all this stuff.
0: Which I, we knew was bullshit. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. We yeah, did,
2: obviously. but first off, why is Evelyn out? after three or four months that's what i don't understand she, maybe she
0: slashed some people at them
2: yeah
1: i mean attempted murder because
2: i was trying to figure out later because mccullen comes in and talks to dave about evelyn being released but i was like was did evelyn escape because it just felt so soon in what she had done to birdie like how did she get released so right, quickly. right. well
0: maybe it's, it's just attempted murder totally Brutally, too. Brutally. Not just, yeah. She knows how to manipulate people. Who knows? Maybe she just she worked her way could through be. the system. and. Just, or
2: the, they were like, we just got to get through this story. And
1: yeah. <laughs> don't worry about the details. <laughs> Plot holes, huh? We actually
0: don't know how much time has passed. So true, maybe, maybe. True. It, I mean, it seemed like months, but... The characters sure seem to think it was quick.
1: No, we, we yeah. kind of do.
2: And do we? Correct me if I'm wrong, and I could be. We'll have to do a fact check later. Is it, somewhere in the beginning of the movie... On the radio, the DJ, uh, Almonte, while he you hear him after Dave gets out Clint Eastwood gets out of a car, you still hear the radio playing, and they're talking about the jazz festival being oh in four months or something oh, yep, like that. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. So from there to there was four months, and that was the jazz. So it's not really that long. Okay. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh fact fact check. Um but Evelyn calls and she also gives a little hint into the this is another little I thought this was fun as a as a story plot. I mean it's very um not conventional, but it's uh it's kind of an easy out. Mm-hmm. Uh which is okay. Sometimes I like those. That they're just kind of on the nose. And she reads a line from an Edgar Allan Poe ah, yes. poem. Cause Dave likes poems and he reads poems yep. on air. Um and the the poem is, uh, it's, it's a hint to really where she is and what she's doing. And she kind of reveals this to Dave through the poem, Evelyn does. Um, and it's, uh, Annabelle Lee is the name of the poem by Edgar Allan Poe. And so, uh, she reveals this and you kind of think, okay, maybe she's, she's going, or, you know, she's not, but nonetheless, uh, that night uh this is where this is where it gets crazy cuz after she says she's going to Hawaii she asks him to play Misty kind of like as a last tribute and then uh that night uh there's a the he wakes up to hear the song playing in his bedroom the Misty song in his bedroom and he wakes up and it does a cut shot to her going in to stab him and he it's her holding the knife, and she's in the house, and goes to stab him and misses. Dave's got Dave's got hell of a reflex for yeah. just having just woke up.
0: Yeah. See, I thought it was a dream at
1: first. I I still I did too. I'm still not convinced it's not.
2: I I did too actually, and I it may be. I still may be convinced that it wasn't a, a supposed to be a dream. Because
1: if it's not a dream, she's a goddamn ninja and just somehow snuck away. Well, he didn't. Well. Well, it I mean, does
2: show the shot. Like, he, when he just falls see, off the bed and, like, is coming out of it, like, he's, I mean, there is a sense of, like, if if you woke up and saw someone, you,
0: you'd, right. you'd, you'd turn it on pretty quick. But, I mean, she but, still well, had a key to the house. I mean, he didn't that's know that's true. But, and, cause he said, the cop says you should change your locks after the fact.
1: Well, and he, the cop, well, and you see the, the knife in the pillow. There's actually a shot of that. Oh, and right. the mm-hmm. cop mentions something about the next time she tries to kill you. Yeah. Uh, so obviously it really happened, but how the hell did she get out of that? Where did she go? She just, she fleed. She's a ninja. David Copperfield.
0: There's Seriously. always money in the banana stand.
2: David, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She, fl- she fled <laughs> she to the fled banana stand. To the banana stand. Um, but he moves just as she attempts to stab him. Um, and and it, she basically, I guess, will just, it kind of did feel like it might have been a, a nightmare or a dream, but... It probably happened in the movie. She escapes just before he can catch her. Dave calls the sergeant. They have another conversation. Um, McCollum says, hey, she was released pending you know, further legal action, whatever that means. I don't know. He says something to that effect.
0: posted bail.
2: Yeah. I don't, well, it wasn't <laughs> bail, but it was some kind of thing. Um, and McCollum's really on Dave about what her last words to him were. Uh, on yeah. the, online about the poem and he can't remember. He's like, it was some poem. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> like, it was just some poem and uh, I can't remember what it was. I love that
0: you're doing Clint Eastwood as a Muppet. <laughs> yeah. The,
2: it might be a better iteration. <laughs> he sh- he, sh- he should have went with the Muppet. Hey-oh. <laughs> um, so, then he talks, so Dave talks to Toby. Uh, Evelyn's been released. She's, you know, then she knows he's kind of we are they've already reconciled, like we talked about. But Dave would uh, then it goes to David that night. Uh, he's DJing and McCollum thinks that Evelyn's going to call back. And if they do, they can trace her phone. Yeah. The phone call. Right. Um, and Dave's really worried about Toby. Right. Yeah. He's actually showing concern. Evelyn's, for Yeah. So he is a little bit. This is where there's a little another character shift there. Like, you yeah. can actually see him growing a little bit yeah. in, his, in his Clint Eastwood way. Yeah. <laughs> as, well, as much as he can.
0: Yeah. No one's going to screw him now.
2: Now, the key point here is that McCollum says, hey, you got to be on the radio because we think Evelyn's going to call. We can trace her. But because Dave's so scared or uh, worried about Toby... Uh, McCollum says, Hey, I'll go check on her. So McCollum, McCollum goes to check on her. And as soon as he leaves. Well,
0: really, before he leaves, yeah. I, I loved I loved that last little, his last line I'm a public servant. Yeah. Public servant. Yeah. I that was a little the, wink. Yeah. I was yeah. like, Okay. You guys have bonded. Yeah. Cool. I like, I, I like their, that line.
2: I still like their dynamic. Really, I this like, is where I really liked it. I still like yeah. McCollum because yeah. yeah. he public is Jerry Friday. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But That's he the leaves, facts, ma'am. To go, to, and then, and this is what I hate because it's that, it's it. As soon as he leaves, we know. Well, no, I don't know that. I didn't know. I don't recall knowing the first. But I, I just hate that immediately. Dave now remembers what Evelyn said. Right, right. Convenient. Yeah, too
1: late. Convenient.
2: The convenience of it is like literally, as as he leaves, you have that spark of oh. You know, and he recalls, and he goes and finds the poem from Edgar Allan Poe. Um,
0: he doesn't even bother to text the sergeant to let him know. <laughs> he text didn't him. text him. He didn't page him. Didn't send. Him. Didn't even send him a Facebook message, or or at least a a, a a courier pigeon. I mean, something for God's sake.
2: Then we have this <laughs> intercutting. Dave realizes, so he throws on a tape that will. He's still concerned about the show, mind you. Like a crazy bitch is after his girlfriend. Yeah. He still, <laughs> still has the presence of mind to actually put on a
0: previous tape. Oh no! no okay, see, I I read that differently. I read that oh, no, was that's what it is. I I read it was I have to keep the show going so that Evelyn doesn't know what's going on. That's where I went but, with ooh, it. But he okay. called. But no, he knows Evelyn. Oh
1: well, no, he knows Evelyn. No, that makes sense. He knows Evelyn is at uh his
0: girlfriend at uh what's her name? Well, yeah, but I Toby, I, I, Toby at yeah. Toby's house. But I I read that as. No, that he can sense. go he can go there stealthily because if she doesn't if she hears him on the radio, he can go See, there. I think that That's that where I went Evelyn with. Evelyn knows immediately, and he knows that Evelyn knows
1: that he's bailing.
2: Well, she actually they call, he calls to the house.
1: Well, yeah.
0: And,
2: and then she, Evelyn answers. And she doesn't she say something like We're, we're waiting, wait, we're for, waiting you. for you. So she knows. But I still mean once he oh. gets verification that Evelyn's there, um, he still has the presence of mind to run the tape. It's
1: so funny. Okay. It's so See, funny. You know.
2: See, so your you just your point just got busted the shit. Up.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can justify it.
2: You can, I, you can pull out even of one, even right? then. Okay. Even
0: then, if she's, I still think that could be a stealth move. Like, okay, we're waiting for you, but he's still on the radio because they were listening, right? And he, she wouldn't know it's a tape because that was a tape he made specifically for her thing. Yeah. I'm,
2: he, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold that. That hold, might hold be strong.
0: that might be a a, a a a part of it. He even
1: hold. gets on the mic. Yeah, like he even gets on the mic to say it's five hours of music. Yeah, it's like. It, and then I thought he was just gonna play music the rest of the time, but obviously it's a pre-recorded the, tape yeah of yeah. something. It's probably his
0: air check tip he was gonna give to the.
1: Well, that's what yeah, I, that's what I
0: thought. Was, yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, I've got probably this. Was. I can do this, and I can be stealthy. Or it's what you guys said. But we'll, we'll ask Clint. Clint, if you're listening, <laughs> can you uh, can you uh, clear this up for us?
2: But at this point, the big reveal, the thing that matters, is that uh, while this is happening, we're back at Toby's house, and her roommate's making a drink, some tea or something. And then it's revealed that the roommate is Evelyn. Right. (laughs) Big, big reveal. Well, and when she was revealed, I thought it was going to be a shock to
1: Toby. Like, I didn't know this chick was in my house. But then... It's no, po- she's the roommate. Right, right, I know. So. I know. I know. It took me a second to put that together. I thought, oh, God, she snuck yeah, in the Yeah, me, me
0: too. I'm like, why isn't she? Oh. Oh, there. It is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> well, Toby realizes, and they do this once again. They the zoom. They use the zoom on the The still cuts. frame. Yeah. Zoom. still frame. <laughs> yeah. And they held on it. It was yeah. like, eh. I'm yeah. like, oh. Well, it pushes in the- on, her, on Evelyn's wrist with the cuts on her wrist from the attempted suicide. Dude. And then it does a still frame a pause
0: you can just see the 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 in the editing room god damn it clint just hold on <laughs> it for
2: five fucking seconds dude, so we don't have to do a goddamn still frame editor,
1: <laughs> the director is like your worst enemy oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the worst thing in the it's world like, what are you doing like, that's
2: exactly what he said
1: <laughs> let, let yeah. it oh, now does clint do cuts no he didn't edit it no no no, no,
0: no, no i'm sorry does he yell cuts on set is he responsible for not having enough that's coverage good, uh,
2: that one i don't know okay I don't know that he does. There's something I read. I know the initial the action. action sure. There's something I want to say. I could be off here where he says something to the line of like, okay, that's good enough. But I don't mm-hmm. know on that cuts. I'm not as sure. But nonetheless. It's
0: clearly his fault, though. That it's the clearly. He hold not on. That. Hold on that wrist. How
2: hard is it
1: to hold on that <laughs> yeah, wrist for 10 seconds? Exactly. So <laughs> It's an important point. It's an important plot point.
2: But so important <laughs> that they decide to do a pause, a still frame. And this is an indicator to Toby from her POV. That, oh, she now has put two and two together, mm-hmm. and then I love it though because Evelyn calls her. She says, "You're so dumb." Yeah, Evelyn tells Toby love that it. she's so dumb. I loved that, actually. and that
0: was Bluth all over the place. Totally, I mean, that, like, totally, that was such a Bluth totally, moment. Yeah.
2: Like, are you <laughs> That's that Lucille stupid? right there? Yeah, Lucille. <laughs> Thirty-five years early. Yeah, earlier. Um, now McCollum arrives at the house. Dave's on his way, and it's doing this uh, back and forth intercutting between. Evelyn slashing with a knife the portrait that Toby painted of Dave. Slashing, Yeah, slashing, I thought that was slashing, interesting. And then it's cutting in between that, or intercutting, sorry, between that and Dave using the stick shift in his Jaguar, ripping up the canyon to try to get to Toby's house. It was kind of a cool, I like the use of sound with it, mm-hmm. and the back of, where you hear the gear shift, and then it cuts harshly, and it, you hear the... <laughs> The rip of the pa- or the right. painting, yeah. a cool little editing oh, yeah. style. Yeah, that was fun. Um, but but it's playing with that as McCollum finally gets to the house, and McCollum just gets taken out immediately. He's
1: gone. No fanfare, nothing. And this was very psycho esque too, the way he got killed. Yeah, it's just a, it basically a reaction. You don't never see the knife go into him. It's just a reaction shot.
2: It's very similar to the shot of I want to say it's the detective. I don't remember the character coming up the stairs the on stair- psycho exactly. Yeah. That's reveal, exactly what I thought. And then the shot of of him, sla- or uh, sla- uh, Norman Bates slashing across the face, and then falling down, and the then stairs. he falls down and he's yep. dead. And yeah, similarly, like you get another little homage to Psycho here. Right. But McCollum dies and he's stabbed with scissors. Yeah. What a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Dirty Harry would have been taken out by, by scissors. Nah. I know nah. it's a movie. I'm not gonna hit, harp on it. How hard would it be to stab? St- scissors in somebody's sternum i can't imagine it to be an easy thing to do well they're friskers
0: they weren't like no i'm just joking i not aren't that the brand of friskers i have I no idea they're... well they weren't like you know safety ones they were sharp motherfuckers those 70s no safety but it's still, hard
1: to do but still like it
2: <laughs>
0: fucking with i mean they're case, big but... burly scissors no yeah but still
2: but to stab through someone's stern and just completely take him out he dies evelyn gets her first official kill that we know of We've been talking horror all yeah. last month, so official kills. <laughs> so she got her official kill she's on McCollum. She's got one on the books.
1: She's got her ways to go to to beat Leatherface.
2: Maybe we don't know her history. True. So True. She might have kills all she over. She might. She probably she's does. The Black she's Widow. She is yeah. the Black Widow. Man, yeah, she's just exactly. going. McCollum dives. Dave's Dave arrives, and uh, Toby's tied up. Like,
0: well, first he comes and oh damn, the the officer's dead. Shucky darn! Yeah, like, yeah, like, I like his reaction. Come yeah. on, come on, uh, come shoot. on! <laughs> well, oh, darn it! True. Golly darn! <laughs> darn it,
2: McCollum! <sighs> Sorry, buddy. We just
0: bonded too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he arrives in, and Toby's tied up. Gets like, in, Dave gets inside, goes to try to untie her, and then this physical altercation happens with Dave and Evelyn. She comes out raging. She cuts him. She slices him up good. She got him pretty damn good. And he's
1: just limping. That's, that's his only injury. He's limping.
2: And they start to rustle or wrestle around the room. And this is the worst ending. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dave, I loved it. I loved it. Comedically, I loved it. Tonally, once again, it's a shift in the film. It just doesn't. Let's wrap it up. Let's have Dave punch Evelyn in the face and have her fall off the balcony down the but cliff.
1: But how satisfying was that punch?
2: This The punch was pretty Because you've
1: seen it coming the whole time. Like, he wanted to so bad True. so many other times. And, they, and I think that was even kind of... They drove that point home quite a bit because the way it was cut and shot...
2: I think it's, to me, more the way that they executed it. Yeah, oh, totally. I, oh, yeah. That's probably what's harping on me a little bit. I,
1: I totally get it.
2: Because... She just magically appears when he punches her, which is a fun punch because there's vindication to it. Right. But when he punches her, she just flies out the window. She, yeah, totally. Like <laughs> You you could, I mean, okay, a punch from Clint Eastwood is going to hurt. Right. Question, and there's some power behind Especially it. Especially in his prime. In his prime. He's 40-something, 41 when they made this. 44. Was he really? Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. I know. We're all pushing that. In <laughs> wow. He looked pretty good. I there know, is that him, shot, honestly. by the way, as we... Go Real. back. There's a shot of him in whitey tidies. Yeah, yeah. True. You That's ladies true. out Real. there. Yeah. So, what he looks good. He's got I white I know. Beat, you're tell you you're that. 41, right? How old are you, Brandon? <laughs> I'm 41. Did do you look that good in whitey tidies? Hell,
0: fucking yeah. No, I don't own it. Own I, it. I don't.
2: Hell no. But I'm only 38, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't own whitey tidies. I wouldn't know. <laughs> That's the other point. <laughs> <laughs> Who owns those? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that, but. Do you fly out a window that's like, do you fly back ten feet when someone punches you?
0: When you're that much rage? He he could have been in San Francisco. I think he'd just fall down. No, you'd fall down.
2: You just fall flat. Yeah, you'd you just fall... be knocked yeah. cold. Yeah. Yeah. So I just hated how this flew off
1: I almost way. would have rathered him hit her. She goes down cold and he throws her off the
2: balcony. I was just gonna say, this is what I wanted to see, literally. And was him punch her, and then I wanted to see him wwe her off the like over it, yes and then throw her yes. off the balcony yes. that would yes. have been funner
0: and 12 seconds later the movie's over yeah well <laughs> and,
1: and again totally that would have been a shift too but it would have made more sense
2: i just i just from a
0: physical world point of view
2: but yes, the way it she sense. hit
0: the rocks on
1: the way down that was so great good. so good so great it was a good shot it's so good it was a good I shot loved it and then it's basically, like, ooh, oh, yeah, ooh, yeah exactly. Oh. Like, oh, fuck, she's dead. She's dead. She's gone. <laughs> she's and, not, dead. and
2: then you're landed in the cold Pacific and yeah. it's over. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> and that was a good shot of her, too. The last shot. That was really her. That they, aerial was great. I, I don't know how they even did that.
2: So, that's actually her, too. Yeah. That's actually That aerial shot is Jessica Walter in the ocean.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah,
2: for that long. Because that's a long pullout. That's a very long aerial.
1: pullout. I don't know how they did it.
3: But it basically
2: bookends the movie, which is now that was the foreshadow at the beginning when he's standing on yep. Toby's porch looking for her. Now he's standing on her on the porch after basically going through this journey with this crazy bitch. And now she's dead. Yep. And there you go. That's the bookend of the film.
0: Well, she's not dead. She survives. Marries a Bluth. <laughs> that's he, right. I that's mean, right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I'm just saying. Got a little banged up is all.
2: So the one thing is, though, they stagger away from the house. It's that bookended shot. But the pre-recorded tape of Dave's plays Misty yep, to that Evelyn would... for one last time. But the,
0: but the song right before that, all of a sudden, like, it's this happy campy stuff, and they're, like, limping off screen, you know, just completely. I was like, what?
1: what? That can work at times. It can. In, like a horror movie, it... It, can, it can be
0: creepy. It didn't work here. The music no. choice was all like it uh, Like Die Hard. It works perfectly in Die Hard right, when they start the right. the Christmas music up and that's right. perfect. Didn't well, work
1: here. And, and now that you tell me that uh Clint Eastwood is a is a jazz aficionado, it makes more sense. He's like, Fuck, now I'm directing. I'm gonna put in the music I want to listen to. Yeah. And it's really disco, it's not jazz. <laughs> that's like a good the majority point. of this is, movie yeah. is disco. That's true. And it's it doesn't fit and I don't understand. Except for
2: the jazz festival.
1: Except for the jazz festival. Which was odd aw- there was some
0: awesome music during that. Oh, there was for That sure. trumpet player was
1: killing it for sure. But that scene made no sense. Like no. There, there's the, the choice, the music choices in this movie are so ass backwards. I can't st- It drove me crazy. See, it absolutely yeah, drove me insane. I would that have a been a crazy. couple
0: it, with playing Misty from that whole thing instead of why not? Why right. hit the and then the song's long enough? Because I mean, the movie ends like well, immediately I, and after I understand that. understand why they want to have hi- him. Saying that on the tape, you know,
1: like the, this one's for Evelyn, one last time. And they but want. Why just start there? I think. Yeah. I mean, I think you can do that, or you can just have it crescendo at the end when she's in the in the ocean. You know, like there's there's yeah. a way to do it for sure.
2: I liked it. I liked it. It. You liked it. Easily bookended it by doing one last dedication. Oh, I like
1: that too. I just the music choice before then didn't make any. Oh sense. yeah, yeah. The I mean, pre-record and well, also. Well, thank- that
2: was his DJing style. I know, I just... <laughs> he just wasn't a good DJ. There's no. <laughs> we've talked about he, that. He was not a good DJ. He was not. He couldn't even play music right. Yeah, he can. <laughs> he drives a Jag, but whatever. He's got a housekeeper. We've talked about all these things. He makes lots of money for a DJ. I don't get it.
0: But he didn't have any money for to get any credits besides the bright green.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: The Saul Bass uh, font.
3: Yeah. Yes. The bright the green. Worst yeah.
2: <laughs> so there's the film. Uh,. A lot of things going on. I think we covered it pretty well with some good analytical points and some viewpoints and some fun banter. Alan, where are we coming in at on a rating of this of this movie uh, out of 10? Six.
0: Six what?
1: No, are we five do- and a half.
0: Are we still doing that or are we moving? Five, five and, move- and
2: a
1: half um, trumpets. I don't know. I have no idea. Five and a half trumpets.
2: Last uh, impressions.
1: It's, it's fine. It's fine. Like it's, it, I will never remember it. If we weren't having a podcast about it, this is a movie that I would see and just immediately forget about. It's it's okay. Okay. Uh, it's definitely not depressing like other Clint Eastwood movies. So it's got that going for it. And you definitely, it's fun to see where he was compared to where he is now. He's a much more capable filmmaker now. He's, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying his movies are bad. They're actually too damn good. That's the problem. They're just, they did press me.
2: No, I 100% understand what you're uh, saying.
1: It's definitely good to see where he, it's fun to see where he came from to where he is now. And, but it's,
2: it's fine. Nice. It's
1: not bad, but not great.
2: Do you recommend people watch it?
1: No, there's so many other choices out. I mean, it's, you're not going to hate it, but it's, there are other, there are better choices out there.
2: Okay. Brandon, where are you at on a scale of one to 10?
0: Kind of in the same ballpark as Alan, but a little higher, just because I was, and I always give extra points for performances and. Good point. You know, Jessica Jessica's performance was. It, it's it made the film watchable. Honestly, and Al Monte was great too. <laughs> and Al Monte was yeah. great. Um, so I will give it seven demo tapes. Nice, that's a good grade. It's not bad not bad. That's a damn good grade. Again, it's it's a a lot of it is attributed to Jessica. Yeah,
2: we Just know Alan typically is a low grader. Mm-hmm. Are you? What are what are you?
0: I've been typically a little higher. A high I I've, I've been in the eights and nines.
2: I fall into the higher scale as well. Mm-hmm. Because and we've talked about this before on previous casts. Like I always have that apologist standpoint yeah, as a sure. filmmaker. So I'm always like. Good job, guys. Yeah. Remember we you talked did about it. That. You did it. Good job. Yeah. yeah. So there's a little bit of that for me. Um, real quickly, <clears throat> we'll look at uh, – so a couple of the reviews. So IMDb has it at a 7 out of 10. Oh. Huh. So not not crazy. Uh, not bad, actually, though.
1: That's pretty good. Um, for IMDb, it's pretty good. I, I'm wondering, though, if it, if it was the same film directed by someone else, if it would be lower score. I wonder if there's a Clint Eastwood bias in there.
2: Do critics like Clint Eastwood? Do you think?
1: I think they do. I don't. I couldn't tell. You I know as an it, but audience, I would think like so.
2: general public and stuff, we all kind of, in some way, even if we don't love, like there's affinity for him mm-hmm. because he is who he is. Do but critics like them. But, but, no? but
0: critics, uh, critic. I mean, Million Dollar Baby was an Oscar winner. Yeah. Um. I think Mystic River won a
1: couple Oscars, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Okay. I don't know that it got for directing. Yeah, probably not but, directing. But, but
0: yeah, I think you're right.
2: So. We had it seven out of ten IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes eighty three percent for the critics, seventy two percent for the audience. So, so not
0: quite certified fresh. Got to be in the nineties for that bad boy. Do you? Yeah,
1: I I think the ratio is about is what what I what
0: I would expect. I just would expect both scores to be lower. Now see, well, here's what's interesting about you know these scores. I mean, I'd be curious of what the scores were. I mean, we didn't have those. But like at the time of the film's right, release, right? Because it's been out for. It made a ton of money. Yeah, w- nine years or something.
2: No, it did. It it got ten point six million at the box office, and it was so, made for just less than a million. So. Okay. And
0: and he, again, he, he had an he he was already a name at that point. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. probably a lot of people well, went the, to go see. Hey, it's yeah, it's 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 Eastwood. He's he's doing the, he's doing a thing. Roger
2: know. Ebert has it at four out of four stars.
0: Wow! Wow! I'm really. curious. and that would have been then, right? In the that's G-71. that. That's when the, the release came out. Okay. Planet, See, that's what I'm more curious it's, about. It's not
2: the artistic equal of Psycho, but in the business of collecting an audience into the palm of its hand and then squeezing hard, it is supreme. So that makes sense. Uh, yeah, that but sure,
0: sense. sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we. It, it was. It was an uncomfortable movie a lot of times right. because, again, giving a lot of credit to Jessica. I usually For find sure.
2: myself. Yeah, I mean, so in terms of my rating, I completely agree. I think we highlighted that. Jessica Walter, phenomenal. um, Performance is great. Eastwood is Eastwood. He has that DiCaprio thing where it's like, when I watch DiCaprio, I'm like, it's DiCaprio. Right, right. But I still like, it's not that I don't like their performance. Right. Mm -hmm. But when I watch them, I don't go, oh, that's that character. I go, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. Oh, that's Clint Eastwood. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Doing a good
1: job still, but it's that's not, Kevin Costner, right?
0: Need we? Yeah, I right. Mean.
2: There are certain well, but there's other actors that don't like because I'll watch like watch a Daniel Day Lewis movie, oh, or geez. or watch like like I don't look at those and go that's I I just I'm in the character, you know. And there's guys that I just
0: Gary Oldman for sure, you know. Yeah, Gary Oldman. He's a million people. Yeah, I love it. Yeah.
2: So, uh, but great performances. Um, I think for a directorial debut, I always take that into consideration. I'm very, you know, but at the same time, I think for being an actor for 17 years before you went and made this movie, to be honest, I want more out of Eastwood on this first film.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that, especially if he's been studying up, like you said, and he's hanging around and he's seeing how it's done. I would imagine, I mean, I understand missing some coverage that's going to happen to anybody. But
2: I, I would agree with that. I just I wanted a little more out of him. I think he got out of his actors what he needed. I think Jessica Walter Definitely. on her own. But and I think even his performance, like we alluded to, uh, raises with hers, but not so so far that it becomes, you know, an impediment on, on the character. Like I get it. Uh, I,
0: it. it is difficult to I mean, I've I've been on a on a series where the director was also the main character. It's taxing. It's I, difficult I, I don't know how they do it. I would, yeah.
2: I would look into, I would consider that as yeah. well, It is because because to, to to be able to act and direct at the same time is extremely difficult. That's a hard
0: because you're just
2: mantle to carry, yeah. Yeah. switching hats like yeah. super
0: fast, and but you got to jump back in and yeah.
2: Like if you look at other actors who have went on to direct in some of their first films, uh, they're they're in terms of execution and quality. Uh, they far surpass this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of like Denzel Washington with like Antoine Fisher. That's a great movie. That's his first film as a director, and he kills it. Right from the execution standpoint. Do you know what I mean? Yep.
0: And I have to wonder if a lot of that comes with choosing the correct support crew. Sh- huge. Sure, I mean, finding sure. an AD, first AD, and a second AD that's really going to get your back, yep. so you can focus a little bit more on the performance and something like that. And that might have...
2: It, it does not have Not some,
0: to demean, but, I mean, that's also part of the equation, no, I think. No, it
2: does. And um, it, it, that, that that definitely has something to do with it. I mean, initially, they were... The studio was behind him to direct it, but then they also wanted him to, like, take a... There wasn't so much faith in him that they were like, we're going to give you all this big, huge budget in your first time. So he was willing to take... Some uh, uh, you know considerations into the fact that he was going into the, to didn't direct for the first time. Didn't he waive initially so
0: his, his director's director fee or something? Tur- and yeah, so and Universal he,
2: Pictures basically told him, look, um, if you direct the movie, they agreed immediately. It wasn't as though they said no. Yeah. But uh, Eastwood, they were able to, uh, in exchange for letting him direct, they wanted him to pay. They wanted him to pay him less um, than his regular uh, salary.
0: And then he takes some on the back end, right? And then he ended
2: up taking percentage of the gross, which it did well, so it turned out well for him.
0: Probably a little bit better on the back end. Yeah,
2: I would think so. So my rating, uh, I'm going to come in at a, uh, taking all those things into consideration, uh, I'm going to give it a 6.0. Cool. Uh, Filming was completed in a month. A couple trivia points here. So one month to film it.
0: Again, you know, that's really quick. It's quick, but not difficult, considering what they were trying to achieve not a lot of different locations and right no. yeah and they probably it, knocked all of those things out and like it
2: yeah. was originally set up to be filmed in Los Angeles as the city Eastwood was insistent that they move to Carmel up in northern California which is probably
0: easier to film in
2: much easier yeah actually the tone of it is better up there anyway definitely definitely so i think that's a good call on his end to to move it there
0: it wasn't he is he doesn't he have some roots there yeah he lives there oh or
2: he has a home there <laughs> The first movie for Clooney as a director. The-, <laughs> the first uh for Don Siegel as an actor. It's the first film he would be Don good Siegel- too. Yeah, yeah, is the bartender. I
1: actually really enjoyed that character.
2: Um and just as a side note, going in later we talk about some of Eastwood's later films, Mystic River, Million Dollar Baby, which are all produced by Warner Brothers. This is one of the f- uh films that is not produced by Warner Brothers. Um and Interesting thought here. Someone had mentioned that films such as Fatal Attraction and Misery drew heavily on this movie, developing their plot lines. So Fatal Attraction, with its story of an affair that goes terribly wrong, and Misery, with this, the idea of a story of a deranged fan terrorizing her idol, because yeah. Evelyn was also a fan of the show. So uh, you know, it had some uh, some some takeaways from later films as well. So I, you know, I think if anybody's a Clint Eastwood... I think the one thing I would say as we kind of wrap it up here is that if you're a Clint Eastwood fan, like a lot of people just like Clint Eastwood for who he is in general, Mm -hmm. and I think if that's the case, if you haven't seen the movie, it might be one to watch because even though his character is Clint Eastwood, it's a different type of storytelling that you would be accustomed to from Eastwood, whether it's something later like Mystic River or something before like an old Spaghetti Western. This is a little thriller... Horror, drama, It is crime, it's, it's not in the same genre as other stuff he's done or did
1: later. You would never really expect him to do a film like this. I agree. It's, it's very interesting. And I like that
2: he stretched it that way. I
1: do, too. I do, too.
2: I think at some, at some point he was probably fed up with people calling him Dirty Harry yeah. or, you know, some, yeah. you know uh, 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 the, the old spaghetti westerns. Like he wanted to try something. To, so I applaud him for that. So I think if you're an Eastwood fan, because a lot of people are, you can go watch the film. If not, it's not one that you're going to miss out on necessarily. But I, once again, when you're a film historian or someone who's studying movies, go watch it, and there might be something you can pull from.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: Fans from of Arrested Development should see this early role it, it, of it, honestly. Also true. Yeah. yeah,
1: that is that's she's Jessica Walter is the reason to watch this
2: movie. Hundred uh, percent, without yeah. a
1: doubt. The way, like I said, at first it felt weird that she's a she, you know she's a seductress, and I'm used <laughs> to seeing her as like a seven year old woman. It was a what little bizarre. She mean, but, but she, she did fantastic. Yeah. She did fantastic. But just seeing her as a sex symbol was a little weird. <laughs> made, me, made me feel feelings. It's like, Mom, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Like, but like she, she was cute. She was very cute, yeah. yeah. So
2: uh, <laughs> if you want, go check it out. Play Misty for me. This is Clint Eastwood's directorial debut. This is Tame Aperture Podcast. You can go check us out at www.tameaperture.com. Going on all streaming platforms. Uh, YouTube and Facebook included. And we'll catch you next week with another film from a first-time director. This is the Tame Aperture Podcast signing out.
0: Do we still do sign-outs or is this you the one?
2: Just me. Damn it. Bitch. I had one ready. That was it right there. I just got it calling you a bitch. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm doing
0: it anyway. You won't use it, but. Toby was the name of my first girlfriend. Really? It's true.
2: You didn't bring that up until now? I
0: was saving it for the sign-off. Last time I did a sign-off,
2: you've gone away with (laughs) sign-offs. don't step away from the podcast and come back and expect to be a power in this game.
0: Bitch. The Tame Aperture Podcast is produced by Dutch Angle Pictures in association with Studio B Productions. Listen, watch, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube.